This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. Thank you so much. Good morning and welcome everybody to our show. Our post-election day show. Thank you for joining us. Is it? Good morning, everybody. Is it? Well, I guess it's post-election day because technically yesterday was election mm-hmm. day. But mm-hmm. this is, isn't this really turning into election week? Kind of. Welcome to the day after. Oh, we don't know. Yeah, no, we don't know who the president. Is. <laughs> That's for sure. We know who the president is now. We don't know who won the election. So in that way, yeah. But it's the day after. You know, people wouldn't cast their votes in person, so nobody can vote today. You know, as we're getting into this, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. I just, I, I'm going to try and give you as much, first of all, you know, like Help. factual information <laughs> that, that we have available, and then I'll let you know if we get into anything that's like, you know, mm-hmm. opinion or a, a take on it or whatever. But before I do that, how did everybody spend their day yesterday? I'm kind of interested to know. I... First of all, I totally understood why Brandon enjoys us so much and why I hate right? sports. Oh my god! I hate sports uh, because I can't take the anxiety. The, the anxiety was yeah. was, you know, OU who I I love the OU Sooners went to triple overtime with the Longhorns, and this was way more anxiety inducing than all three of those overtimes. So yeah, I I was sitting there watching it and just kind of like. Oh my gosh. Okay. Oh my gosh. Indiana's in. India. And my sister's like, it's the first state, yeah, dude. Right. Like, and it's we're like, not doing this. And it's 4% of the vote. Yeah. Exa- <laughs> that's exactly what she told me. She's like, we just started this. And she's like, no, we're not doing this. Cause Is sister- your sister in town? Are we just zooming together or what? No, she's in town. Uh, she came to visit my parents for the week. My brother and my sister are supposed to come. Uh, we uninvited my brother. He kind of decided not to come, though. Uh, because of the whole. Like friction no. because of politics or whatever? No, there's a thing called COVID. Oh. <laughs> my sis- the first thing I thought was, oh, your Election. brother didn't want to come because of you know political disagreement or whatever. No. no. Um, COVID. He, okay. No, well, he good. called me and goes, hey, like, r- real talk, like, should we come out there, me and my wife? And I'm like, no, nah, probably not because she, she works for the military. So she's technically not supposed to leave her base. Uh, she can't leave within 250 miles of yeah. her base. So. So, so, yeah, definitely El Paso is at a, a heightened state, and, and that right. is not lost on people around the country who are seeing us in the it, national it, news as a place you should stay away from. And, in fact, I think the New Mexico governor even said you're not allowed to visit El Paso if yeah, you're from New Mexico. Exactly. So, you know, because my brother, he flies every day for his job. So he's in California, Arizona, New Mexico, Texas. He's all over the place. So he didn't really think about it. And then he kind of thought, oh, no, I, I don't know if my wife can come. Uh, but right. but my sister, she works from home um, and she's been quarantining for two, three weeks now. So, you know, she came just just to hang out and visit my parents. Do you guys have Thanksgiving plans or was this going to be kind of the family get together? This, this was you know? the family get together. Right. So it's kind of not getting together. But, you know, so yeah, so she's at my house and she goes, we're not doing this. So we started watching um, the. Uh, Unmasking a Killer, I think it's called, or the Golden it's, State, the Golden State Killer. Yeah, it's thing. not yeah. over. The one on Amazon Prime, it's really good. Patton Oswalt's in it a lot, um, obviously because of his wife Michelle McNamara, and uh, they just kind of go over how she got into the story, how she started investigating. Well, and- his wife gets a lot of the credit for keeping this kind of on the radar and 
kind of keeping it in front of law enforcement there in California. So Yeah, no, and so the whole show is just kind of about um, the way that she was able to investigate it and the way she was able to tie things together. And um, even just the victims themselves saying, you know, we didn't want to talk about it, but the way that Michelle discussed it with us and the details that she knew, we felt comfortable um, speaking to her and giving her those clues that she may not have had before. And then, of course, she passed away young. She passed away before they had captured the the Golden State Killer. Right, yeah. So it was super... So And it's it, there's six episodes. Each episode's an hour long. So we just happened to start it about like 15 minutes into an hour. So when we would turn it like when an episode ended we'd switch back to the news and then we would see and they would already be and like polls just closed and so and so we've just gotten results from this state this state that so we were able to get a little update and then we could restart the, well restart i started watching watch around two in the afternoon one thirty two in the afternoon and yeah well, what was going on with you bro i, 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 I guess i was live live facebooking somebody told me that's what it's called i was live <laughs> facebooking but i don't know if that's true you but. could tweet that and it would be more appropriate, but it's okay. We'll take we'll take live. Yeah, I, didn't, I never did the, I never did the tweet thing. What you were doing last night was kind of like what you do on Twitter. You just live tweet whatever it is you're doing. Okay, so I live tweeted then. But you did it on Facebook. Yeah, I live tweeted on Facebook. Okay, don't, we're just do not it. even think of calling me a boomer. Not, I don't want to hear it. I'm not at all. Okay, you went live on Facebook, Liz? I don't know. I mean, did you guys just hear that boom or? Yeah, something. In that I was Boomer. going and That's posting different things Burr. and boom. Bada boom. I didn't hear a boom. Burr. Uh so anyway, <laughs> like I couldn't look at the screen, so I was like almost like figuratively peeking between my fingers, and then I decided, you know what? I'm gonna go record a bunch of Christmas movies on Lifetime. So I went over to Lifetime and uh there are some there are some doozies on Lifetime and they're they're running around the clock now, mm-hmm. so so I recorded uh, Mistletoe and Menorahs. Love it. Followed by Sweet. a Snow Globe uh, Christmas. And watched a little bit of them, but but then would go back to the news. Brandon, you said you were going to be all in oh, dude, on I watching was, the man. news. I was. It was great. I loved every minute of it. I'm flipping from CNN to MSNBC to Fox News. I had a mental image of you with a block of mustard, Munster cheese oh. just sitting on the couch like, yeah. Oh, you have no idea. My, my wife's sitting there and she's getting nervous. She like something oh pops God. up and and oh my god what happened? I'm like sweetheart, we're in for like a few days yeah. of this. So if that's how you're gonna be, you have to leave the living room. I can't have you here. Did you have any trouble sleeping last night? No. I would wake up and then when I would wake up, I would be like, I wonder what happened. And then I would say, Don't check, don't check your phone. But then you spend ten and minutes. And you're like, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, do it anyway. Yeah, and then you're like, well, I gotta do it. So then you do it and eventually drift back to sleep, and then an hour or two later, yeah. it'll no, all happen I, again. I woke up uh-huh. once. I woke up, <laughs> I think it was around 10.30 when my wife came to bed, and I woke up at that point, checked my phone really quick, saw that there wasn't any results, went back to bed. And that's pretty much how well, it went. And I had, man, yesterday, I you had- kept it in more contr- You kept yourself in control better than I had I did, the TV. I-, I was flipping through the channels. Um, I thought CNN did a really good job. The, the parts that I love about this is when they go- they would flip between where is uh, Biden or Trump underperforming or overperforming in comparison to the 2016 election. And yeah, you I like see that. how things are balancing. And the way that you're looking at it now, you know, I was watching some news coverage this morning where they're saying, 
here's where we're expecting a lot of these votes, the ones that are still out in Wisconsin or Michigan or Georgia or North Carolina. Um, here's where those votes are going to be coming in from. And those a lot of them are, at this point, those are the absentee ballots or those are the mail-in ballots, which bodes very well for Biden because uh-huh. they're thinking a lot of that is going to go for him. But in, in the states where Trump is leading, is it going to be enough to... Okay, to, but to get him to surpass it. My question for you, because you said that you watched a lot of the CNN one. How annoyed were you the entire time that they would say, "This but again, is this," but again, but again this is all every, just yeah. this is this is all real new. Yeah. This is early. We don't know for sure. Clearly, last year or last time we learned um, every about fifteen minutes they would say that, and oh, I'm yeah. just like, "Oh, shut up! We get it. You guys screwed up last time. We understand. Let's move on." Yeah, goes to MSNBC. Same thing. But again. We can't say this for certain because we know what happened last time. <laughs> like, okay, we get it. Yeah, it was pretty consistent with them chiming in. It, it was, they would make the state. It was the same thing that they did today, uh, the day before where yes. they're talking about it and they are uh, giving an analysis. And this is what we're looking at. But then again, remember, this is still very early. This is just this part of the boats. But it's always I always like it how they show you here's the counties. And this is a rural county or this is an urban county. And so obviously you can see this one's going to be red and this one's going to be blue. And here's how it's underperforming. Or I had... Uh, I think it was a dozen tabs on my laptop that had the CNN website, the MSNBC website, the Fox News website, a website called 270 to Win. Um, and I'm just I'm flipping through all of them. And, it, you know, at the very beginning, it's, you know, CNN called it for Indiana, but it took the other ones a lot longer to call it for Indiana. But then the other ones had some other states that were going in. Oh, my God, it's like it's, it's, it's the balance of power. All right. So what's going I, on with the so, stories? Oh, my sports. God, it was amazing. Let me get oh to gosh. let me get to sports. some of the some of the factual uh, reporting and. You know, we've been on the air now for 10, 10 minutes or so, so if anything's changed in that amount of time. But as of 5 o'clock Eastern, Biden had 227 electoral votes. Trump had 213 electoral votes. Gosh, now, as far so as the popular close. votes go, Biden has 68.1 million. Trump has 65.8 million. So, that you know, that's a couple million uh, padding there for Biden. But the popular vote, as we found out in in doesn't recent mean, years, doesn't mean does nothing. That it, right, it really doesn't mean anything. Where did you say it was at? As far as the electoral or the electoral electoral? Yeah, I don't care. Get that popular vote crap out of here. I don't care about that. That doesn't mean anything. It really does. Oh, it would be kind of nice if we could elect a leader that the majority of Americans you know, voted for us. But for. no, but I'm I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> but that's like, but, but right. see, the way that I look at that is if the NBA they haven't put in a five point shot yet, but you're like, oh, he hit it from five feet behind the three point line. That should be worth five points, but it's not. It doesn't count. Okay, so here's the electoral college as of five o'clock Eastern this morning. Uh, Biden with two twenty seven, Trump two thirteen. Okay. If you have anything more recent CNN's, than that? Well, CN, CNN's got uh, Biden with less. They haven't 224. So I'm wondering what. I'm seeing on USA Today 238. You're yeah, seeing the one Biden I'm with 238? Seeing is Biden with 238 and Trump with 213. That's the one I'm C- seeing too. CNN's <laughs> playing this thing cautious, man. Yeah, they are. <laughs> See, some, some of them are basing it on projections and some of them are basing it on. Uh, precincts that are all in. So I, I guess maybe since none of the sources agree, we'll just kind of oh, say, here's an Bob idea. Woodward? Yeah, MSNBC. Bob Woodward up this early already? Yeah, he's yeah. up on MSNBC. Uh, we'll get to sound clips. they have on MSNBC. We'll get to sound clips here in just a few minutes. Very different <laughs> messages uh, from the candidates. So Joe Biden had a message uh, saying that he felt like we were on 
track, and then Trump uh, was sending out tweets that got flagged by Twitter and Facebook as <laughs> false information. Uh, yeah, so. he can't even spell polls right. So did he do P O L E S? Yes. Oh, he's all the polls are still no. open. Really? He yes. Was at, he was at the club. What are you talking about? I didn't and know people like, in Poland even got to vote. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the president is not was not too happy when he talked to his uh, campaign yesterday and called it a fraud. And it's claiming victory for the election. Uh, I'll play the clips for the candidates for you coming up in today in sound clips. Um, and then there's a bunch of other uh, races and runoffs. Uh, there were still six Senate seats undecided last night with no clear winner. And there were some that were decided and maybe some upsets. And Kanye voted for Kanye. But there there's a lot of stuff on social media that, that seems to indicate Kim might have voted for somebody other than Kanye. <laughs> so we're going to have today in sound clips on the way. We're going to be covering this for you. We're going to try and talk about some other stuff. So, uh, you know, but th- this is the, the story of the day, probably the week, maybe the well, year. Was anybody else watching that Yvette Harrell show till Sora Small race, even though we have nothing invested in it? I wonder what happened it. there. Uh, Yvette Harrell won. No, no, she did. She did, yeah. <gasps> she, she did. I feel so disenfranchised They've that got, I didn't get to vote in the New Mexico election. I'm pretty upset about that, too. I, I know, know, right? What yeah, the hell, show, New Mexico? They're letting showing. all of us down. I mean, Yvette Harrell, she's egregious. Yes. <laughs> she throws she parties, parties that benefit her. Right. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. So before we get to the rock news, let me, real quick, let me hit... A nationwide, a statewide, and uh, one closer to where where we live uh, in El Paso. So nationwide, they're still voting. Yeah, I mean it is Close. it is on a razor thin margin right now, and they've got some some news outlets are making projections in some races that the others aren't. So you might see different numbers. We already have this morning seen different numbers. Uh, most of them have Joe Biden up in the electoral count. Uh, votes are still being counted, however, mm-hmm. so that one is very much up in the air, and it might be all day today. It might be oh, going can, into tomorrow. We can only hope. Yeah. No, no, no. no. I'm done. I've had Brandon. It. I would no, love to it. go home. Uh-uh. And Brandon's just like, it continues. Pop on the news. I know. Stop I could... at the store. Pick up some beer on the way home. Is it because you don't feel guilty sitting on the couch? Because I think that's a little bit of it with me. It's like, I'm sitting on the couch, but I'm doing my civic duty. <laughs> I'm, this I'm is being a, an informed electorate, is, at right? At this point in time, this, this is, is your the, Super Bowl. This is, yeah, this is the only time I'm allowed to, you know, I, I, I don't feel guilty just sitting Sitting the there. Yeah. You're right. It's like I'm doing, we are you know. in the end game, so. Uh, yeah, I, but I do not have, I do not have the energy to do it again. I was really sapped. Uh, so that's what's going on on the dude, presidential dude, debate. You went into this like a normal election. You went for the sprint. You got to you got to yeah. deal with you got to work your emotions. You got to be able mm-hmm. to push all that mm-hmm. stuff down. And I'm you telling you, I was in and out though. There breathe was a- through it. I that meditated. I meditated multiple times last night just to you know to to, to calm the nerves to kind of see what's happening. Because now you're do you at get in a lotus race. position oh, all the way when yeah, you meditate? You're goddamn right, I do. Really? You're sitting there and you're looking at the Senate race. And you're looking at how the Democrats got to win four seats. And you're they sitting there with them in the yogi pose. They're going to be able to go. And then the whole time you're sitting there watching this thing and you got to look at the balance power when it comes to the Senate. You got the House. You got the presidents. But then when you're looking at the votes, you got to look at Wisconsin right now. Wisconsin. 
currently uh, uh, Biden has the lead. You look at Michigan. Currently, Trump has the lead. But the problem is Trump might be all out of votes because the votes that haven't been counted yet, those are the, uh, the, those are the mail-in votes. Mm-hmm. Most likely, those are going to yeah. go to Biden. So Biden could come back and, uh, and, and still win Michigan. It's amazing. I just want to know about your meditation uh, process. So that you was get, it. You get the lotus. You just witnessed it. Okay. Are you that, okay? That yeah. was your meditation? Oh, you have no idea. It's awesome. All right. That's um, exhausting to me. <laughs> there is a... My that, heart rate is 35 beats per minute right now. That is exactly what I do not have the, the energy for today. So. <laughs> I am exhausted. Right. Just listen. Uh, there was a, what, a... Do you guys want me to call you later? I could recap it for you. Not like that. Okay. There was a statewide race that a lot of people were very animated about, thought that uh, MJ Hagar might have a chance of beating John Cornyn. John Cornyn has won that, though, to win his fourth term uh, to the U.S. Senate. So that one has, uh, I don't know if she's called to concede, but that one is. I think she did. I thought I saw in the news last night that she did call to uh, concede. And the uh, mayoral election, which has has been uh, closely watched in El Paso, Texas, is... Nobody got 51%, or nobody got 50% plus one. I think that's what they say. Mm-hmm. So that means there's going to be a runoff between current mayor DeMargo and his predecessor, Oscar Leeser. Those two are going to be uh, in a runoff. Uh, and there you go. There's a little, little bit from the national, the statewide, and uh, the local scene. Joe Biden uh, yesterday was telling his supporters... Look, this isn't a surprise. We knew they'd still be counting votes after midnight. Uh, we knew they're going to be counting votes well into Wednesday, uh, and that we all just need to to cool out a little bit. And Brandon, yesterday you said we mm. needed to get the Guns N' Roses song ready to go. Oh, absolutely. For that, well, yeah. we got it. Uh, we got it ready, and then some. Wait, I have. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, this is for you. It looks the, like the, they have passed a okay. Proposition 27 in Arizona, which is legalizing recreational marijuana use. Oh, yeah, a, lot of people, that's a, lot, listen, a lot of people sent that to me, but it doesn't specify <laughs> if that's for in-state <laughs> residents or for you out-of-state residents I'll, I'll, I'll as well. I was asking okay. the important question. I'll keep here. It up. <laughs> I had our... I had our I had our parody set up so nice. I'm sorry. It, patience, guys. <laughs> it's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. The president had said uh, repeatedly over the weekend that once November 4th is here, we're not going to talk about COVID. Nobody's going to be talking about COVID. Uh-huh. Okay. No, no, we are talking about it. Oh, we're talking it. about it today, dude. I, you kind of telegraphed when you said during the break, it, have you heard today's numbers? I, I haven't. Lisa and yet. I nearly... I, I audibly okay, screamed. Okay, so we got a real situation going on here. We got a fight between the uh, county judge and uh, the mayor of El Paso and the uh, attorney general of the state of Texas. Ken Paxton has weighed in on the whole thing, but let's get those. And maybe this will no, shed some... No, you get to guess today. Uh, I, you know, I just... I Nope, you... I mean, I just want to hear what you think. What you yeah, think is not, it it's is. Not a, this isn't like a, hey, let's fun goof around game. It's a, what do you legitimately think what we was, could possibly be at What was in new cases What today? was the highest number that we had? Yesterday we had... Well, wait a minute. Isn't that what I'm guessing? No, no. You're this guessing is today's, today's numbers. I know we had over 10,000 in a week. Um, I think our highest was maybe like, was it 1,200, 1,300, something like that? Is it north of that, I think. It was like 15, 16. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to say that you guys are making such a deal out of it. It's got to be 1750. Go up. 1800 new cases uh, of coronavirus. We'll give you one more guess. Yeah. 2000 yeah. cases of coronavirus. You're about 1100 off. Okay. 3100. 
there were 3,100 new, new cases of coronavirus in El Paso cases. County. Yeah. New cases, yep. Also, did you look and see what the um, updated number is? Because it usually says right underneath that. Because I didn't, for some reason, the email didn't come through to me. City, what's I, I going did, on? I did not get the email. No, I'm talking to Brandon. Either. Oh, I don't know. I did not. Sorry. Oh, so usually they, they also give you a backlog of like what was um, like, oh, they we're also going to add, you know, 200, 300, 400 cases from previous weeks. So that's usually included. Um, how about, uh, you know, here's what they usually include. The number of new cases. Eight deaths. Uh, how many how many uh, deaths from COVID? Eight deaths today. Do they? They don't really give the numbers for hospitalizations. Or... Yeah, they do. They do. Hospitalizations the... are over one thousand. It says hospitalizations increased to one thousand and forty-one. Okay. All right. So yeah, it's a. And you have to it's remember not over. To... It's it's November the fourth, and we're still talking about COVID nineteen. Yeah, and you also need to remember too with these cases, um, like especially with the deaths and things like that. That's just the number they're reporting today. They doesn't mean they actually passed away on Yesterday, this day. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um. There's, I mean, you could very easily talk to someone who either works in the hospital, works in the COVID units, and they'll tell you that number is way higher than the number that's being reported because, um, you know. What, the number of the deaths or the number of hospitalizations? Yeah, the number of because the the deaths take a little bit longer to be reported, but um, there are certain hospitals that I I have a friend, she's she's an NP nurse practitioner, and she said, she's like, oh yeah, she's like, "It's, it's way higher than that. She's like, it's absolutely higher. Not to mention the fact, too, you know, you have people who can't have surgeries they because there's no ventilators. Yeah. There's none. Right. So no, people I, we, who had a... Uh, there's I know a, somebody in that boat. They need they need a serious surgery, and, and they're yeah. just waiting on it. One of so, our... A, a, a friend I hope of, it'll wait. You yeah, know, I hope a, it's the kind of thing you can put on a back burner. A friend of the station, um, father had a stroke, and he needs to have emergency surgery, but they can't have it for 20 days because there's no ventilators. So it's, How about the thing where some uh, some people coming down in El Paso are flying to other cities in Texas to get the uh, the medical care they need for non COVID stuff? I I absolutely could see that happening. I mean, it's uh, well, just, it was right last week they were saying that that was happening that they were flying some people out to go to uh, Dallas or San Antonio or Houston or somewhere for Albuquerque, and, I think. Yeah, Albuquerque. Yeah. Right. Um, well, yeah. so update us on. The conflicting shutdown order. So the county judge said, that's it. We're going on a shutdown. Uh, no in-restaurant dining, no gyms, no spas, no salons. So uh, it, it depends sort of on who you talk to because the uh, Governor Greg Abbott actually sent out a letter yesterday. Did you see this at all? I Nope. I saw it, but I didn't have time to read it. So I mean, basically how... saying that San Diego's, um, the county judge's uh, ruling was unlawful and that they couldn't do that. Um, so does that mean the sheriff's department is not going around and, and telling people they're shut? They absolutely 100% are. Uh, yesterday, you saw large city, um, areas of the city. Uh, one of the biggest shopping centers was uh, targeted yesterday. There was multiple county sheriffs uh, there. They were uh, sh- telling businesses to shut down. I don't know if they gave any tickets at that point, but I know that... They were going around this big shopping area and saying, hey... There's a there's an order in this county. You got to shut down. Yeah. So I mean, but how, I wonder, how are they deciding where to do that and where to I think not do that? I think that it definitely is 100 percent targeted. Um, absolutely, they're looking at certain businesses and saying um, that shopping center that you're talking about is one that's an outdoor shopping center. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, how about the malls? Did the malls 
They closed are, down? Yes, they did. Yeah, okay. my because my gym is located inside of the mall, and they did sit, tell them, yeah, you need to shut. I, guess, I think they tried to have class on Saturday, and they did come in and tell them, hey, no, you do need to shut down. Well, there's supposed to be uh, a, uh, a meeting in front of a, of a judge today at 9 o'clock to try and get to the bottom of this. So the the county judge... And, and I'm honestly, I'm trying to do the best I can to understand this and communicate it ac- accurately. This is a power the county judge does have or did have until October 7th. And the mm-hmm. governor put out a thing saying, all right, you know that power that we give some of the local authorities to uh, we're suspending that. So if if the county judge is in violation, he's in violation of that order from early, from early, well, I was going to say earlier this month, but back in October from Greg Abbott. But you've got your law enforcement uh, on sides here. You got the sheriff's department who says we're going to follow what the county judge is saying and enforce right. what he's saying. Then you got I'm the police who say we're on. Like if you, oh, yeah. if, if you yeah. get a ticket and be like, look, sure. we were told by the city we could operate, but yeah. we were told by the county we couldn't. So we just we went by the and then we were told by the state that we could. So I'm wondering if you could fight this and get these tickets thrown out in, in court because you're being told mis... I mean, if you technically go through the chain of the command, yeah, okay, so the mayor said open, but then the county said don't. Okay, fine. But then you have on top of that the Texas Attorney General and you have the governor both saying, yeah, operate. So they supersede both of or the uh, both of the smaller yeah, if orders. You, if you so, were to get a, a fine... Could you fight it? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you'd win, but absolutely. I don't know if you'd want to, just because of all the legal fees and stuff. But um, yeah, there's. Oh, I think they'll get tossed. Like if if you wait enough time, I I would imagine they get tossed out because they're conflicting. You know, they're conflicting uh, orders going out from from governmental authorities. Yeah, it seems like they were going first to outskirts areas, not in the actual city. But now that they're, I mean, going into the like specifically the shopping center, it's in the middle of town. So I'm there now. It looks like they're going farther into town to. Well, the mayoral race was too close. Did, you, it, nobody got fifty percent. Last plus I saw, one, so. it was it was Lisa at forty three and uh, DeMargo at twenty five. I think. Uh, okay, so DeMargo's the current mayor. There's going to mm-hmm. be a runoff because neither one of them got to fifty percent plus one. Right. That's going to be very interesting because a lot of the people who are very pro opening were anti-Margo because up until then he'd been on the side of the county and the county judge on this and the county health uh, director. I saw a lot of people saying, I wish I could change my vote now and vote for D. But you got a lot of people who think that D. Margo has totally sold the city out or that's their that's their opinion anyway. i would want to know they want to change their vote has oscar said anything yeah, about this I, I think it's important to know uh and if i could talk to oscar i would say what would you have done in that situation you, you're you the mayor in that situation i do why don't uh, you message him you have me message d uh yeah i'll try again <laughs> <laughs> i mean i'll run it up the flagpole see if anybody salutes but i haven't uh you know, I tried to get him on when we were interviewing all the mayoral candidates, and he was uh, a little standoffish about it, I would say. But, you know, with the coming down to a, a runoff. But that's the question I would like to know. You know, Oscar, if you are the mayor, whenever the county judge makes his order, do you do what DeMargo did, or do you do something different? Because I think that's something a lot of people want to know. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. We're going to have the Urban Dictionary game coming up here in just a few minutes, so everybody be ready to write down your answers uh, or your guesses as to what the Urban Dictionary definition of our 
word or phrase today is. We'll have that on the way in just a few moments. I just realized since we started doing the show, this is the first time in, a, in, a, in several hours that I haven't been constantly checking to get updated uh, vote counts, which I thought it would be just the opposite. I thought I'd be checking even more, but I guess I'm staying busy enough that I That's good. haven't I'm looking. been. I'm but looking. Yeah, no. I'm, that I'm, is super, super oh, we're close doing, right now. Brandon and I are sitting here, and he's, I'm like, what oh, about the one from New yeah, Mexico? Yeah, we're thinking about all the ads that were running on the station, and Lisa and I are like, oh, what about this How one? How about Ben Ray Lujan? What about that? He won! <laughs> that's, that's, oh, that's what sparked the whole snap. thing, because we have the TV on here, and it showed that he had won. Social tour small loss, though? Yes. Yeah, she did to Yvette Harold. That's egregious. But then, oh, I was like, what about Roger Montoya? Oh, the Santa Fe guy that was in a gay porn back they, in the 80s. I love how you remember that because Brandon and I couldn't remember <laughs> yeah, his name. Yeah. <laughs> we had to sit there and search for a while. I can't find whether or not he won. So I'm still, don't worry, I'll figure it out. But I, I'm, I'm, this is, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to keep updated. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. I really, News is gonna be real light today because I'm over here looking up results, trying to see who won what. Well, they, technically, I mean that's t- news, technically so. that is news, but. We're, we're invested right now. I feel like really disenfranchised <laughs> because I had to watch all those ads for New Mexico and you races. Vote. I couldn't vote in any of them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, was I know how boring. black people felt up until 50 years ago. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> my God. Okay. Deb Halad took um, District 1 in New Mexico. Yeah, I didn't see any commercials for her, so I don't care. Ben Ray Lujan took the U.S. Senate seat against Mark Ronchetti. What about Tony Gonzalez? Because remember, he was apparently working for Donald Trump. Oh, that's right. That's what the ad said. I'm looking right now to see. I'm going to be completely honest with you. Can I just leave now and go home and watch TV? Brandon's ready with his Munster cheese to get on that couch. I've got the news on right now, but I can't listen to it, and it's killing me. What's the reference with the cheese? Do you eat a lot of cheese? I love Munster cheese. Yeah, he sits on the couch. And so did. Just cut off too a big much old... of that will bind you up. You better eat some fruit with it. Well, yeah. <laughs> you get those little fruit cups over at the Vista Market with that, the, the tahini in it. And you mm, oh. you get the one with the uh, the cantaloupe, the pineapple, the strawberries, the grapes. Oh, well, uh, I get me... one of those. I go home. I can watch it. I'll, I'll call in and give you guys updates, but I'm going to tell you right now, my brain's not here. Here are a few more. I want uh, county updates. I want to know what votes are not in yet. I need this. You know, I think maybe you need to back off a little bit, like let off the throttle you a little bit, You don't tell me to back off, sir! All right, it's just a suggestion. <laughs> you don't have to get bent out of shape. I'm not bent out of shape. I'm perfectly calm. We, uh, we're going to do the Urban Dictionary game, but real quick, just a few other uh, coronavirus notes. Uh, a guy in the Czech Republic was caught walking a stuffed dog on a leash and he was using it as a way to get out of uh, the curfew because they said you could be out of the curfew uh. if you walked your dog. Don't you remember that someone did that they in They were Spain? doing that in the beginning of this. The, pol- the police let him off with a warning. Here's the thing, though. When I see people, uh, including people in government who should know better, saying that this whole thing is a hoax to to hurt President Trump, if it's a hoax, how did we get... Czechoslovakia and Spain and really the entire rest of the world to go along with our hoax. I mean, that's really something that there's a hoax going on over a presidential election and we got every country in the world uh, in on it with us. In Utah, over 10,000 people went to a rave over the weekend. 
that was Utah. Ad, they, yeah, at a rave in Utah. Think That's about a, that. A rave with no drugs and it's over by 7 p.m. They don't even have alcoholic or caffeinated drink. beverages. Yeah. I'll have a Coke. No, nope. no. Nope. A caffeine-free Coke. All right, I'll take a spray. Where am I going to meet my third wife? <laughs> anyway, I, I, you know, 10,000 people went to a rave that was advertised as a protest against coronavirus restrictions. So I, I guess the pessimist in me says look for a bunch of cases of coronavirus in Utah coming up. India, the country of India, has one of the world's lowest coronavirus uh, coronavirus case and death rates. Interesting, because they were one of the highest a few months ago. Well, of cases, uh, but they had a lot of people survive it, and there are two scientific studies who think they came up with the theory as to why people in India. Go on. India has traditionally had such poor hygiene and health standards that their immune systems are stronger than other countries. Hey, the buzz motto. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'll occasionally eat something that probably should have gone in the trash just to kind of challenge the old immune system. You know, it's like working out. You're not going to get stronger if you don't challenge your muscles, right? Yeah. Uh, But they think that it was, you know, things have been so unsanitary for so long that the people in India, their systems fight the virus better. And listen, I don't want to cause any panic or anything, and and I haven't heard of many cases like this, but there's at least one report. A guy in the U.K. used a cigarette lighter right after putting on hand sanitizer and accidentally set himself on fire. Again, you should still use hand sanitizer. Uh, He ended up with major burns all over his body, has needed uh, multiple surgeries. I guess some of it is could be flammable, uh, so be careful. A hand sanitizer is flammable. Hand sanitizer super flammable. So maybe don't get near fire after well, okay, just sure. using it. Yes. Now that would be a common sense <laughs> yeah. uh, approach to it, sure. Maybe we <laughs> should ahead, write that hand. down for you. Nobody's cornered, nobody's tried to find the niche in non-flammable hand sanitizer because <laughs> it seems like that would really be a, you know. I see where you're a headed. A growth market. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to say no. Somebody gave me an update in the Facebook chat. I feel a whole lot better. Like For what? I feel like just in, in the oh, election. what's going like, on? Yeah, Can you do it in I your not, voice? What voice? I don't know. The manic one been I can't take it right now. Later, maybe I could take it, but right now I can't do it. I got the update, so I'm calm. Manic Marvin. I got my fix. Can you ask someone in the chat then for Roger Montoya? Because I can't find whether or not he won or lost. Look up Roger Montoya. Urban Dictionary. All right, for the Urban Dictionary game, which we all play, uh, everybody can play, listening at home, uh, here in the studio, wherever you may be. Uh, Brandon gives us a word or phrase, and we try to guess as closely as we can the Urban Dictionary definition of that word or phrase. So what do we have today, Brandon? Today's more of a phrase. Two words. Okay. Pink clouding. Oh, God. Pink? Pink, as in the color pink. Okay. Clouding. And I believe pink was, wasn't that entertainment on the original uh, Trivial Pursuit? Or was that politics? No, pink was entertainment. It was entertainment, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Orange, Orange was sports. sports. <laughs> Blue was geography. Green was science. Oh, my God. What was brown? Like history, right? I think so, yeah. And yellow was literature. I just remember when I was a kid... I, Whoever's team I was on, they would be like, we got to go for orange so Brandon gets his sports question. 
So what are you? What are, what's the phrase again? Pink clouding. God. Every time I panic because I can't come up with anything, but then I remember, well, we got like three or four minutes uh, during the commercial break. So when we come back, we're each going to offer up our definitions for the term pink clouding. D-I-N-G, right? Yep. Pink clouding. Yep. Mm. That might be a stumper. All right. We'll take a few minutes. Everybody write their answer down. We'll come back. and Stumper, uh, like that dude from Ratchet. Mm-hmm. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. I just, and then we, we're going to get to part two of the uh, Urban Dictionary game. I just feel like that if all these Texas TV stations are going to run so many ads for New Mexico races, they need to cover those races once the election's <laughs> over. Mm-hmm. I'm invested, right. damn it. Yeah. <laughs> it's bad enough we don't get to vote in them. But is that is that for sure that uh, Yvette Harrell beat Social Torres Small? I believe so. Okay. All right. Uh, I hope everybody had enough time and has come up with something. So let's uh, get to our answers on the Urban Dictionary game. All right. Give us the uh, phrase again. Uh, Brandon, does everybody, did everybody come up with something on this yeah. one? Okay, good. That's Two the words. most important thing is that we're all able to come up with, with Two something. words. Woo! Yep. Pink clouding. <laughs> Pink clouding. Clouding. Well, mine sucks. So with that, I'll either go first, middle, or last. Uh, I go care. ahead and go first there if you're not proud of yours. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, pink clouding. And I... It was really hard to come up with one for this. So pink clouding, I'm going to say it's like crop dusting, which is where somebody walks <laughs> through an office while passing gas. They're crop dusting. Uh-huh. Well, it's that, except when the person passing the gas is a woman. That's pink clouding. Oh, oh not bad. That's not that's bad. That's pretty good, actually. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. Well, I feel better now. <laughs> Joanna, what's yours? Okay. So mine is pink clouding, when you smoke a little bit before work, so your eyes aren't completely red and bloodshot after smoking. They just have a little pink clouding. Wow, good nice. one. Yeah. Completely different from yeah. the way I was going. I like this. I like the creativity. Lisa, what do you got? So I watch a lot of intervention, uh, <laughs> and there's, it's. There's something they call like pinking or like, and it's like, Wait, I've heard that before. Yeah. And so it's like when you're super high and you're just like real happy. Pinking. Yeah. So my thing is like pink clouding, like you're up on a cloud, like you're really happy. You're high. You're, you're high as a kite. High as a kite. Is that specific to any one substance of, or I think just there's sparkles anything? involved in it, just in my own head when I think of clouding. Um, like pink clouding, like yay! All right, I'm so high, a- high AF. Buzz is essentially a woman crop who, dusting. Who crop dusts? I love Joanne is is getting a little bit high before work, mm-hmm. and you got a little pink cloud in your eyes. And uh, Lisa's is you're just high. <laughs> oh no! No, no. no full on winners. I thought Lisa was really close on this one. Oh. Though. Because when she talked about intervention, so pink clouding, the actual definition okay. for pink clouding is pretending everything is okay to everyone when it really isn't. You're hmm. pink clouding, as in 
deep down, like right now, there's people who probably watch this election and they're trying to pass it off like everything is perfectly fine and I have no problems with it. But the votes down, aren't counted yet. <laughs> but deep down, they're dying inside. So they are pink clouded. So you're saying okay. that dog that's sitting in the uh, the kitchen on fire and saying this is fine. This is that fine. Dog, yes. That's pink cloudy. Yes, that uh, is perfect. Well, we this have, is fine. We've definitely learned something today. Oh, did you want to award points? Oh, um, <laughs> yeah, I forgot to award the points. Um, you know what? I really like the creativity of everybody, so I'm going to give you all four points. Four points Woo! for everybody? Okay. Yeah. Not bad. All right, Lisa's going to have the news coming up in a few minutes. We've also yeah, got... Some variation of it. We've also <laughs> got uh, not entirely positive celebrity encounters, so if okay. you got one of those, just keep it in your pocket there and then call in with it later. Because uh, we have a few from TikTok that are pretty hysterical. I think I have the results for Roger Montoya. Okay. What was Roger running for again? Uh, New was, Mexico State House District 40. <laughs> okay. And the reason we're so interested is because it came out during the election that he had done one gay porn. Like to get him through college. 30 years ago or yeah, whatever. But and this guy is also, last year, was a CNN hero for all the work he had done for the arts in New Mexico, also uh, for youth outreach. Uh, this guy has done a lot of good for that he area. Had pa- he was apparently, or is apparently, a much beloved Member citizen. of the community, yeah, yeah. sure. So a lot of people are saying, should it matter? Well, we have, I think, the election results, so we'll let you know if it did matter. We got that coming up in sport in uh, news. Yeah, right? in sports. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I had a uh, couple other stories that I don't think you're going to do in in news. So, oh, it's a gamble. Uh, I'll get to them. Well, stop me if I start reading a headline. It sounds like you've already got it. Just just stop me cold. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a new fragrance Ooh. that you can spray on. That'll make you smell like old books. Do you just go roll through a library and get the same effect? Or I do love that smell, but I've never thought I want to smell. I myself want my body to smell like an old book. I like, uh, yeah. I you have... know, the, the print and the paper, mm-hmm. and especially when it's old, it has this, maybe it's just because I love going to bookstores and libraries and stuff like that. But So that's your, weird, lo- that's your weird smell you like? No, I everyone got weird, has. Weird I got smell. weirder smells than that. that Give me I your like. weird smell. Okay, when <laughs> you're at when you're at Six Flags and it's super hot, so hot that it's melting the tar a little bit on the walkway, and you can smell it. That's <laughs> that's one of my favorite smells. Yeah. Do you okay. know what I'm talking about, Joanna? Favorite <laughs> smell? Weird smell, not like a good one. Um, the way it smells inside Pirates of the Caribbean at Disneyland. What is oh. wrong with you? It's. It's Disneyland. It smells like chlorine and children crying. Yeah. I know, but I know I'm there. (laughs) That's how I know it's real to me. You know what? I like it. Never mind. It was money well spent. I approve approve of this message. Brandon. I don't know. I... You like when you get gas on your hands a little bit? No. I like that. No, See, I love I that. Like smell um, of, do you think that's weird? Yeah, I, like, I like good. typical things, I, like I guess, that, that a, a guy would probably like, like uh, you know, like gunpowder and, and, uh, and a campfire. How uh, about mine are? How about freshly cut grass, Ew. especially no. at a baseball uh-uh. stadium? Uh-uh. No, you don't I like don't. that? No, nope. because that gets my allergies going. Yep, good point. Uh, mine is, I like the smell of tennis balls and leather. You know what's really good? Like when you get a new shower curtain. Oh, yeah. That PVC smell yeah. or that whatever it's called. The I don't know what it is, but it smells good. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I got you, girl. 
Yeah, tennis balls. I don't know why. The inside of the tennis balls smells real good to me. The inside of the can of tennis balls? No. Or inside of a tennis ball? Of, of a tennis ball. If you've ever like just like... opening <sighs> up a tennis ball and just sniffing it? No, I'll just Are stick you going face. around cutting open perfectly good tennis <laughs> no. balls to get your fix? No. It's just a tennis ball and like you, if you just smell it, like, I don't know, the rubber or whatever the inside of a tennis ball is smells good. Are there any other balls you like the smell of? Tubby doesn't actually play fetch. <laughs> so I buy tennis balls, but I don't like use them because Tubby doesn't use them. I know he did. Okay. I'm just ignoring him. Well, the fragrance that smells like old books actually comes from what they're saying is a very famous bookstore in Portland, Oregon. Oh. Powell. Powell's City of Books. Yep. What? It is a gigantic bookstore and it's awesome. Oh. And is it just like people go and sell their used books and buy new ones or well, or I, buy I or buy other people's I don't used think ones? It's, I don't think it's I don't think they like they consign with people for books, but yeah, it's they have new books, used books. It's I believe it's the full city block. It's, Most of those places, if they sell spend, used books, you can go in and sell books. That's how they. No, yeah, yeah, you can them. go in and I guess you can sell, but it's not like a consignment thing where it's like, hey, let me if when you sell this, I get a cut of it or whatever. Um, no, I think they just pay you. At most no, places, they, they, they buy, just they pay buy the books. Book, yeah, right? they buy the books. It's like going to the uh, the bookmark that's over did by you, my house here. Did did I was going to ask you? Did I did I tell you about that place? And, yeah, I go there all the time. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. The thing is, if you go to a Barnes and Noble, you're, you're not usually surprised. You're going to say, oh, you know. Uh, you're going to look at it and say, oh, Oprah has a new book, or Stephen King's got a new book of short stories, but at a, at a used bookstore or at the library consignment store, the bookmark, if you like, you books, never know. You, you never be, know what's going to be there. You would be in heaven at um, Powell Books. I've never been there. Powell Books. How many floors are there in it? Oh, jeez. I don't even like know Like multiple at this point, stories? It, yeah. Is it, it like in Beauty and the Beast where she has to get that ladder that's... <laughs> puts her across no the because and stuff. all of the ceilings or well at least most of them in these rooms they're kind of small and it's just this I, I swear it's the whole size of the the city block and there's multiple rooms it might not be the entire city block but guys it sounds like trying to get the smithsonian all in in one it afternoon is, yeah i don't think you could but it is oh wow awesome well, it, it is huge yeah. if you're interested in the fragrance you can pre-order it from 25 dollars, and it will ship by the end of the month in time for christmas let's check uh what's on tv uh so with everything kind of preempted yesterday because of well you know uh some of the regular programming is back on. The Masked Singer tonight on Fox. Woo! Broccoli, Jellyfish, Mushroom, and Squiggly Monster perform. Ooh. Followed by I Can See Your Voice. Has oh, anybody the, seen that? Yes, last week's was so... Oh, my heart. What cried. The, oh, really? you, you've explained this to me. They're lip syncing, and they're you just try and figure out if they're lip syncing right. to themselves or lip And if what? you guess right, you get $10,000. Like, that's not a real voice, or that's his real voice. What, the celebrity uh, judge gets $10,000? No, the person competing. Oh. And the celebrity judges, all they do is give their input. Like, yeah, that looks like a professional singer. Oh, it's so good. It is? It is. Because it sounds really? terrible. <laughs> I mean, just, Once you just get the into elevator it, like, pitch sounds awful. Singer. Oh, by it's the, good. By the way, I do have an update on Powell's books of kind of the size of it. It's 68,000 square feet. And... They have nine color-coded rooms with over 3,500 different sections. They have... Uh, Any estimate on how many books they have in there? I don't know about the it's total amount millions, of books, millions, but right? it says here that they buy around 3,000 used books a day. Also... That's uh, so cool. Oh, on, wow. 
on HGTV, Property Brothers is back for the fourth season tonight. Yes. And NBC, it's only the fourth. Yeah, wow. NBC. Well, they, has, they do different shows. Oh, okay, that makes sense then. That, yeah, they like it's they they've done a whole. Like they do competition shows, and then there's ones where it's truly just they're going to do. I'm getting a, married. Yeah, they, they do. They they they've done multiple things. So, one other thing that's on tonight uh, on NBC is 12th season finale of American Ninja Warrior. Brandon, are you going to be watching any of that tonight, or are you going to be are you kidding me, dude? In full election. Mode? Oh, I'm full election mode. This is amazing. Because right. here's the thing, I'm going to be look. I might try to get my fix in a couple of years when they do the midterm elections. I might. But it's just not the same. It's like buying, you know, heroin. It's just not the same. It's like it's been cut. It's just you can tell the quality's not there. I feel it's like the stuff that it's, it's the stuff that Vincent Vega passed on at uh, the dude that was originally in Back to the Future when he the dude in the robe. You know, it's it's just that stuff that wasn't quite the quality. You know, and it's, it's what midterm elections are. It's a bad drug. It's like like a really exciting. Final few seconds of a football game <laughs> combined with a super scary horror movie. That's yeah. kind of the feeling that it gives you. This is so cool. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. All right, Lisa, what else uh, are we going to cover today? Well, let's talk a little bit more about the election. Uh, the president, still too early to call the presidential election, but Donald Trump says that shouldn't be the case. You should know that by now. Uh, yeah, he spoke in the early morning hours. Uh, he thanked those who voted for him before saying, uh, you know, that, well, we should have the the answer. Trump's right. like, for those of you who voted for me, you did the right thing. But for the rest of you, what You're were you thinking? thinking? Millions of people voted for me. A couple million less than voted for Biden, but let's skip over that. <laughs> well, let's hear what he says if uh, we don't get the election results. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, we do have Georgia's Fulton County. They are beginning. They've just begun as of 20 minutes ago, counting the remaining absentee ballots. So they started, they stopped on Tuesday night, give everyone, you know, some sleep. Um, They said that there's about 48,000 absentee ballots that are still outstanding. Fulton County is Georgia's most populous county, more than a million inhabitants. Roughly 79,000 absentee mail ballots are still uncounted in DeKalb County. They are scheduled to start counting those at 11 a.m. Eastern. Um, Do you know how I know that Fulton County is where Atlanta is? But Live PD. Fulton, Atlanta Fulton County Stadium where yeah. the Braves used to play back on <laughs> yeah, it was, it was Fulton TBS County in Stadium, the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> oh, see, you know, for me, I'm sitting there and they're talking like, well, in Broward County, I'm like, oh, I've seen them a lot on Live PD. I know where the Go Hawks on. used to play, too. The Omni, because that's where oh, wrestling came that's from. Right. Okay. Hello, so, everyone, and welcome. I'm Gordon Soley. You remember that? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So each candidate, we not ha- we do not have a projected winner in nine states, according to CNN. That includes Alaska, Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, Maine, Nevada, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. So if Trump wins Alaska, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, and Georgia, and if Biden holds on to his lead in Wisconsin, Nevada, Arizona, and Maine and overtakes Trump in Michigan, that would be his path uh, to the White House. He already overtook him in Michigan. Well, for now. By very minimal, yeah. But as the votes are coming in, he's up by 12,000 votes. In these states, we're talking projections. And I think we got to be really, really clear. These are projections. So these are the states. Once again, these are the states, nine states we still don't have a winner from. And that's Alaska, Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, Maine, Nevada, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. And a lot of those are battleground states. 
So once again, for a potential path for Biden would be if Trump wins Alaska, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, Georgia, then Biden continues his lead in Wisconsin, Nevada, Arizona, and Maine, but then overtakes Trump in Michigan, then he would win. Now for President Trump, if Trump wins Pennsylvania, holds his lead in Michigan and flips Nevada, um, he will have the votes that he needs. So um, he doesn't necessarily need to win Georgia um, and somehow manage to hold off Joe Biden in the state of Michigan. He would then have uh, hang on to that sizable lead he has right now in Pennsylvania. Then he's over 270. So those are the two different paths we could see uh, for either of them to take. If it weren't for this COVID, we could go like to Lucy's and watch TV all day like we do when it's the Sweet 16. Yes. When, it's the, when it's the college basketball tournament, we just go and watch nothing. But And you just flip from channel to channel. Yeah. You go from CNN, you go to Fox News. You go now to they, got multiple, they got multiple state. You can That's just turn saying. around and look like at different big screen TVs. Like yeah. You just sit there and look. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. All right. In Georgia, 8% of the vote remains to be counted. So in Fulton County, Georgia, home to Atlanta, 80% of the vote has been counted so far. Absentee mail-in voting counting resumed this morning. Uh, in DeKalb County, Georgia, 80% has been counted. They are resuming those absentee and mail-in vote counting. In Michigan, 14% of the overall vote still needs to be counted. Uh, there's about, according to the Michigan Secretary of State, there's hundreds of thousands, that's a quote, of votes that still needed to be counted in the, as a whole. Wayne County, Michigan, that's home to Detroit, 64% of the votes have been counted. Um, in Wisconsin, 3% of the vote remains to be counted. In Pennsylvania, whopping 25%. That was expected. Yeah. I believe they're going to be able to count for up to 10 days because they were the state that Till Friday. they said flat out, we're not looking at any of the early mm-hmm. voting, any of the uh, mail-in ballots until Election Day. Not to mention they also allow mail-in votes to be received and counted until Friday. So it may be a while until we get Pennsylvania's results. So I, I just want to make sure that it's fully registering what the president has suggested. He's saying any of these votes that come in uh, after midnight of last night should be thrown out. They shouldn't be can- canceled at all. That includes people who, who did mail-in voting. That includes absentee ballots. And that category includes a lot of service people stationed in other countries around the world. Well, yeah, because the vast majority of... Well, I don't want to say the vast majority. I, I take that back. But there are major chunks of votes that are uncounted still, like in Fulton County and DeKalb County in Georgia, that it's believed they're going to go heavily for Biden because those are very populated areas, urban areas, which tend to swing Democrats. But his suggestion is that they're just going to wait, and if they need extra votes, they're going to somehow manufacture these votes no they're there waiting like they're already done no 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 i know i'm just telling you what the president is trying to convince people of is they're going to wait and if the election doesn't go joe biden's way they are going to uh magically magically create create these these votes and that does not i mean just that suggestion does not sound like the thing a democratic leadership i mean democratic in the fact that we're a democrat not not a democrat there's there's some places that are already given biden arizona i saw a lot of places that are already given biden arizona look i i don't i'm not as confident that as many of these votes that haven't been counted yet are not trump votes Mm -hmm. i you know i i know the military just in my anecdotal experience is pretty heavily in favor of for whatever reason Mm-hmm. Trump. So 
I'm just not as convinced as obviously the president is that he's going to lose based on these uncounted votes. So well, far, I don't think so. he's convinced by that. He's laying the groundwork for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, just a little bit of contrast. I just want you to hear uh, the difference in style. So here is the challenger, former Vice President Joe Biden, and his comments last night. By the way, the the horns there because Joe Biden was observing social distancing. He's People in were in their cars, lot. in the parking lot, and they're honking their approval because you know he's kind of trying to lead on this coronavirus issue. Okay, so there you go. That seems reasonable, right? Mm-hmm. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Well, no uh, no winner has been announced in the presidential race in the election so far, despite uh, the president claiming that. That he's won and they shouldn't count all the votes that they're still counting. Uh, I mean, he could say that and it may turn out that he wins. I mean, I guess I'm kind of bracing myself. Just, yeah, yeah I, I assume something's going to go on. Trump's going to win. But look, I'll believe it once it's counted. But one thing he's, he's, I'll give Trump one thing. Where a lot of people would know to hide the truth or lie about their motives or what they're going to do, Trump is just too Trumpy not to do it. He's already said if it doesn't go his way, he's going to take it to the Supreme Court. (laughs) I think to get to that level, uh, being a judge on that level that you get to the Supreme Court, you're not going to you're not going to see this as a a tit for tat you know oh you put me on the supreme court so i'm going to go your way i totally see trump thinking that that's the implied deal is like hey i put you on there if it comes down to it i'm going to call in a favor you know what amy what did i tell you and amy coney barrett said and and i trust her she said that there was no discussion that that she's going to be expected to do this or she's going to you know have a favor called in she said that as part of her confirmation process and i I trust her as a, mm-hmm. you know, as a judge and as as far as I know, an honorable person. But I, I would I totally think it's in character for Trump to believe that that kind of quid pro quo is what's going on. So he's already said we're gonna if it if it doesn't go my way, we're taking it to the Supreme Court. So. Also, a caller would like to let us know that the popular vote is not how the president wins. So what? we should be looking out for the no. electoral vote. Really? Just You're so saying that you that... guys can remember that. Okay, let me write that down. When you report. It doesn't matter if somebody wins by a million actual votes. There's a thing called the electrical the electrical university. What was it again? I think that's what he said. Electric, electrical... It used to be a community college, but it now ended up becoming a full, a full, full four-year school <laughs> offering full masters and uh, PhD programs as well. I was, I was, I was like, talking to my mom. So on, much, I was talking on my to my mom last week, and I, you know, she's she's like, "Well, wh- what have you been up to?" And I, I said, "Oh, I just got done voting," and she goes, "I'm going to go do it tomorrow." I guess I'm going to cancel your vote out. So I had to spend like 20 minutes explaining, explaining how Oklahoma elect- and Texas doesn't work that way. The electoral college Aww. works. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, our caller wanted to let yeah. us know. Thank <clears throat> you, sir. I absolutely. Thank you. Uh, Professor Collar. I appreciate that. <laughs> but I, I got to take a break from it just a little bit. Like, Brandon uh, could just mainline all this politics oh stuff, God. but I can't. You have do no it. idea. I got. 
I've got multi. I got CNN tab. I got MSNBC tab. I got Fox News tab. I got the 270 to win tab. I got the USA Today. I'm looking Brendan's at the like, total. Brendan's like, it's been so long oh. since an update. You're missing it's five, only four years, man. You're missing 538. They've always got something unique. This is unique. better than the Olympics, and you didn't let me finish. Oh. I have 538 as well. Oh, 538 as well. <laughs> so um, I'm going to give out the phone number just to change things up. You know, we'll talk about something for a while, something different. Uh, here's the telephone number, 844-305-6210. That's 844-305-6210. A uh, girl on TikTok uh, was talking about uh, an ongoing feud that she's had with Bob Saget. That's right. Sweet. Uh, the dad from Full House. So she asked other people to tell their stories, and, and they did on TikTok. So here's the original... Uh, story about Bob Saget. Does anybody have any, like, wicked random celebrity beef? Like, Bob Saget and me have been fighting since I was in seventh grade. I've talked about this before, but just trust me in the fact that, like, we, we have never been on good terms with each other. We have always been in a fight. We've always been arguing. Me and Bob always at each other's throats. He's blocked me on Instagram twice. He's unblocked me once. Like, we just go back and forth, and for some reason, we just can't get along. So I was just wondering if there's anybody else that has this, like, really random celebrity, like, enemy. All right. Now, the good news for the so rest of this segment... is she an actual person who, like, Bob Saget knows and has a beef with? Or is she just one of those weirdos that I, sends messages and he's like, okay, I'm, I'm done with this. Right. i got to block you. I think B okay. is probably what it sounds like. Uh, the good news is for the rest of this segment, we don't have to hear from that TikToker again because that was about all that I could uh, do. But some of the uh, other people who posted their negative celebrity run-ins, like, are really funny. So yeah. this one about Bill Murray... What have you? What's the word on the street on Bill Murray? If you're running, he's into very him? eccentric, but he's very just right. Super cool dude, man. Yeah. But very deadpan. He mm-hmm. might he Wash might act dishes. weird or whatever. <laughs> so here you go. This is this guy's story on an unpleasant encounter with Bill Murray. Yes, with Bill Murray. Bill, I have some words for you. A couple years back, I was dating this girl named Alyssa. We were doing a promo shoot with her company, and uh, you tried to pick her up in the elevator. You remember what line you used? Hey. You like old men with money? How am I supposed to compete with Bill Murray? Now, Bill, I don't blame you. Alyssa was a sweet, attractive young lady. And she turned you down, God bless her soul. I don't know why. I wouldn't have. But, Bill, (laughs) save some for the rest of us mere mortals. So it doesn't sound like a real beef with Bill Murray. It's more or less just the guy was hitting on a chick this dude wanted. Well, it sounds like even the hitting on was in was in good fun. You like old mm-hmm. men with money? Yeah, that's <laughs> great. I would want her to answer, be like, "Yeah, what's what's good?" <laughs> Here's uh, the toll free studio line. If you got a negative uh, run in with a celebrity, is eight four four three zero five six two one zero. That's eight four four three zero five six two ten. This girl had an unpleasant encounter with Kendall Jenner. I went to high school with Kendall and Kylie Jenner, and about 30 minutes before a Friday night football game, I was standing in the bleachers saving a seat for a friend, and Kendall was trying to walk down the uh, row, the bleacher row, where I was standing and waiting, and instead of going around me or saying excuse me, she just stood next to me and glared at me, and then I turned to her, 
and waited for her to say something and she never did. So I moved out of the way and said, you're excused. And then she looked at me up and down, scoffed, and then walked away. That's how I imagine. Now that is a real mean girl scenario. Mm -hmm. Move! She should have given her a Pepsi. And solved all their animosity. Yeah, exactly. Either one of them would have had uh, like a glass bottle of Pepsi. (laughs) (laughs) The situation would have been diffused. Um, how about Tyra Banks? What have you heard about Tyra Banks? Anything? I heard Terrible. she's a bitch. Yeah, you have heard, heard she's that. A bitch. Yeah, I, I had uh, um, a girl I worked with in Florida. She was on America's Next Top Model, and really, she said that she was just a bitch. All right, here's a girl who says Tyra Banks insulted her. Mine was with Tyra Banks. I was not pushing or pulling for intention. In fact, they paid me and asked me to be on her show, season five, episode one. Producers of the show told me I was there just to be myself. This was like 10 years ago, but we want you to be on the show because Tyra wants to be about being yourself and loving yourself. Well, unbeknownst to me, the episode was about taking your hair out and showing your real hair, even though Tyra's over here was straightened and flattened and definitely not her natural hair and definitely neither was this blonde dude. But before, they cut my hair and didn't tell me. This was my hair. I paid thousands of dollars extensions, which I could not afford at the Wait, time. They cut your hair and didn't tell you? Is that what she said? They took it off. They took off my nails, everything. If it was right. Tyra, because she was extremely rude for no reason. She told me my hair was fried. She was like telling the producers to get me off the stage. I didn't belong on her show. She didn't want me on her show. And to top it all off, they used me and didn't pay for my plane ticket home. Are, is there a time limit on your TikTok? Like you have to like fit it in under the wire yeah. or something? A minute is the longest it could go. Uh, it's kind of... Let's see if we get some calls. Well, because be they've done that before. I, I've seen on the show where they'll say that and be like, your hair doesn't look good. We're going to shave it. Or uh, we're going to dye they it. They don't arrange that with you ahead of time? No, they do, but what? they say it on the show. Like they'll They'll tell them like, hey, you know what? Um, Tyra feels like you would look better with this. Um, they, cause, yeah, they, I was a huge America's Next Top Model watcher. Like I watched all almost all Wait, the seasons. So this was on America's Next Top Model or on Tyra Banks' talk show? I, I think on America's Next Top Model. Why would they shave your head if you're going to be a guest? I, you know, it's like bad hair and we're here. I don't know. Why would they do it on America's Top Model? Because they're trying to give you a look that will make you uh, a better model. So... There was a lot of girls that would go on and say, you have really strong features on your face and you want to highlight them. This haircut will highlight it better for you. And so and most of the girls would say, yeah, okay, whatever. And there's a couple that would get upset, like especially there was one girl I remember that they they didn't shave her head, but they gave her a really, really short, like pixie style. But it's cut. not like they hold you down and cut your hair without no. your permission. No, no, no. You this, can this say no. Like a little weird. Down. No, no. You can say no. We're cutting that mess off. Right. No, you can say Quit no. But struggling. they do say if um, like if you don't do it, it's showing that you you're not open to the job. Yeah. You don't want this. So yeah, it's like they're forcing you, but they're not saying you have to do it. All right. We've got uh, Erica who had a run in with the celebrity. So we're getting our calls. Uh, Erica, who was your negative experience with? Ben Wallace from the Detroit Pistons. <laughs> what? I like Ben Wallace. What isn't, did he do? Isn't Ben Wallace known as kind of one of the, you know, um, an enforcer. enforcer? Right. There you go. So were you yeah, post were you posting up in the paint against Ben Wallace or what what led no, to this? No, so it was back in 09 when the uh, All-Star game was here in Phoenix and me and my girlfriend were at a club and she texted me she's all dude come and get me. 
this big guy is hitting on me, and I want nothing to do with him. So I, you know, I'm a little drunk. So I walk over, and he's huge. You cannot miss him. And he's like, hey, I'm just talking to your friend. It's like, and you are um, Ben Ben Wallace? Cool. And you are what? Like, what do you do? And he, he got really upset. He's like, I play for the NBA. Sure, sure, dude. And I'm a race car driver, and that guy over there is an astronaut. And he kept going, no. I play for the Detroit Pistons. I'm really good, don't you? I was like, get out of here. Because we were at a club in Scottsdale. All these guys lie. They're, you know, <laughs> I'm a, okay, but he's well, a, a defensive player of the year. Apparently he needed to work on his offense. <laughs> but but he wasn't taking it to the hole, that's for sure. Hey, well, so didn't the fact that he was like seven feet tall kind of back up his story? I mean, there were a lot of big guys in the bar. So we were like, yeah, and that guy plays for the NBA, but... Out, but actually, there were a bunch of NBA players in the club that night. Oh. We just didn't know because we're not sports fans. Yeah, it wasn't until the <laughs> obviously it wasn't until the next day when we actually watched the All Star game, and I was like, "Oh shoot! <laughs> oh, dude, that was really Ben Wallace." <laughs> All right, thanks for the call, Erica. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right, have a great one. Let's take a break. That's great. Uh, and we'll come back if you got to uh, run in with a celebrity. That one didn't sound too bad. I'm almost like Team Ben on that one, to tell you the truth. But uh, if you got a call, give it to us. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. All right, we're uh, talking about negative experiences or run-ins with famous people. And we got some from the Facebook chat, including one from a retired MMA fighter, so and uh, she said I could I could share her story about a celebrity run-in, so we're going to get to that in just a few minutes, but we've got a call from Scott and Scott is going to tell us about his negative celebrity encounter. Scott, what happened? Scott. Scott. Hey, Scott. Oh, no, Scott. Did I do the wrong thing? No. Scott. I don't know, Scott. Okay. Scotty, are you there? Scotty doesn't know. Don't tell Scotty, because Scotty doesn't know. Scotty's I, not there. So. The thing is, I can hear a live yeah. phone line, though. Yeah. That's the thing. I'm just going to leave him up, see if he comes back and hears Hello. us talking. So we got a couple of stories in our Facebook chat. This was started by uh, somebody on uh, TikTok who had a bad story about some years-long feud that she had with Bob Saget from... Full house. Mm-hmm. Oh, Scott, are you there? Let me read this story from uh, Jessica, who gave me permission. So, uh, about celebrity beef. Here's what Jessica writes I'm a retired MMA fighter, and I used to fight in Albuquerque a lot. I, you know, it's important to remember for the context of the story that she's a she, Jessica. She's okay. a, you know, an MMA fighter because uh, she says one fight, Diego Sanchez walked into the dressing room thinking he is the shiz. He walked over to my area where I was warming up, told me and my team to move. I got up and told him to make me. Obviously nervous, he gonna beat my ass. We had a stare down, and then he walked away. Close call. (laughs) Do you know who... uh, Diego the Nightmare Sanchez. Diego Sanchez. Yeah, he was on season one of The Ultimate Fighter. I believe he won season one have, of The Ultimate Fighter. Have you ever heard any stories he about him not being nice? He was the one that David Rodriguez was going to bring in, remember? Oh, and he never did? Yeah. Okay. Thanks, David. Oh, wait, hello? Scott? Yes, hi. Oh! Hey! I knew it! I knew it would pay off! Hey! 
<laughs> hey, How Scott. You doing? Good, Scott. You have who was your uh, celebrity run-in with? Is uh, Major Nelson from Xbox Live? He's wait a uh, minute, Major Nelson. You got in. A, you got in a fight with Genie's owner from I Dream of Genie, played by Larry Hagman. Is that who we're talking about? I think so. No, it's uh, Major Nelson from Xbox Live. He's an executive with Microsoft. Oh, wait a minute. So it's just like some corporate guy, and you got in a fight with him, or is he famous like beyond that? That he's an uh, executive or whatever. He's on the he's on the Xbox homepage every time you log in. Oh, I wait, see. Wait, wait, yeah. Like if you have- I had to look this up. I just need a little context because I was not I was not aware of who Major Nelson was. Here. You're not yeah, a gamer. So I guess that's him? Lawrence. Lawrence yeah. Lawrence yeah, that's him. Crib? All right. So mm, yeah. how, how did you have a bad run-in with, with Major Nelson? Do you, remember, do you remember a few years ago when they dug up all those E.T. games and Alan McGordo? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He was not at an event there, and I ran into him, and I was trying to get a picture of him, but I didn't own a phone at the time, and uh, he kept commenting on how poor I was because I didn't own a phone with a camera. <laughs> and I got pretty pissed at him. I'm like, dude, really? Like, who do you think you are? Were you trying and to get uh, him to, to take the picture with with I his phone and a, then email it to you or something? Or I just wanted a selfie and I was like, well, you have a phone. He's like, yeah, well, you don't. Oh, sorry. I'm like, hey, Damn. well, you have a phone. Can you take a selfie of me with you? Yeah, that, that's kind of, I was like, hey, here's my email. He's like, nah, I don't do that. And he just walked away. I'm like, really? Wow. <laughs> Yeah. I would say, like a big celebrity, like a George Clooney, I, I don't think you would expect him to, oh, yeah, sure, let me take this selfie for you. Yeah, but somebody but, that I'd never heard of, you know, should have been yeah, able so to work with every him. Time I, every time I log into Xbox Live, I see his face, and I, I think of that, and I'm just like, you, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Come thanks, on. Scott. I'm glad we made this yeah. work. Thank you. Yeah, uh, right. also, Brandon, I also have an allergy to grass. So. Ah! See? Stay safe. You yeah. have an allergy to grass? Yes, sucks, well, man. Have you tried CBD? Ha! Uh, get it? I can't that work, so uh, <laughs> nice. I'll just uh, try the cheesecake. All have right. a good day, guys. All right, thank you. Did we were trying t- the cheesecake? <laughs> Did you get cheesecake? Because I don't get cheesecake in restaurants. Is that what's going on? Are you bragging about your cheesecake, sir? We were talking earlier about smells that we really like, and I said I like really fresh mown grass, especially at a baseball stadium. Brandon said he can't because he's allergic. Yeah, I, it. it was the worst when I'm playing baseball, and you know, especially it got re, uh, got worse later in the summer as soccer would start because it was it was uh, more dry, and it just oh, it was terrible. I've got. One more from the Facebook, if anybody wants to call, uh, toll-free studio line is 844-305-6210. That's 844-305-6210. And somebody had a celebrity run-in with me, it looks like. Uh Uh-oh. Let me see if I can find it. I'm not finding it right away, but I did find one about Megan Fox. Oh. So Nathan wrote wrote in and says, when I worked at a call center, my system called Megan Fox for a survey. We had a verbal argument about the do not call list. <laughs> Wait, the, the next sentence is the best. That was 10 years ago, and I still dream of it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the one with you is that they, they saw you at Alamo Draft House with your daughter. Yeah, Courtney says, I saw Buzz at Alamo with his uh, daughter going to watch Endgame. That's it. I just. <laughs> so it wasn't a negative. No. Run. It was kind of a neutral run in, I guess. Yeah, was, Not just, even neutral. You yeah, didn't even just, know about it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, sometimes I. I mean, I. 
I, I don't want to put myself on the level of a big celebrity like Bill Murray or Major Nelson, but sometimes <laughs> I can tell Major somebody's g- glancing over at me, and you know, I can. It seems like they recognize me and want to come over and say hi. And I that's the one you, thing is, if I'm you do good that, with that. You yeah, know, if you just want to come over hi. and say hi, don't just, just come just do it. Glare. Yeah, it's a little more awkward. Well, yeah. yeah. they yeah. never. Nobody, that, have, nobody glares, but people do cut their eyes. And I can tell. I can tell. And it's like I always want to say, just come on over. Yeah, that happened to me the other day. I was walking because on Saturdays, me and a couple of my girlfriends, we go and walk up McKelligan Canyon. It's like, and so it's about four miles, and tons of people do it. But sometimes I'll catch people that'll look at me. But they won't say anything, and they'll just keep staring. And then I just kind of go, hello. And they don't say anything. They'll just stare and keep walking. I'm like, that's cool. And I don't realize, and the girls will say something. They'll be like, why are those? Why do people stare at you sometimes? I'm like, because I don't realize how loud I am. So if I laugh especially, that's oh, when you'll Oh, they recognize yeah, your laugh. It's the laugh. Every time I laugh, you'll just see like some people, their heads will turn and look. And then I just point at Luna instead. I'm like, it's that one. I had somebody recognize me at an event one time by my voice. And they're like, oh, yeah. I know that voice. And so I can't get a picture. I said, sure. But as the guy went to get in his phone, he never actually saw who I was. So he went and took a picture with the promo guy. <laughs> and let me guess, you did it correct. I was just him. standing there. I'm like, that dude thinks he's got a picture with me. <laughs> Wait. I love that. <laughs> What, start again. What happened? You were at an event. So, we so this guy event. knew so that Brandon was at an event. Yeah, and and I, I said <laughs> something, but he was he was registering for whatever we were giving away. So his head was yeah. down, and he goes, "I know that voice." He, and he was like, "Hey, can I get a picture with you?" And I said, "Yeah, absolutely." But he never made the connection of who I was. Like he didn't look, he didn't up, look up while the conversation was going on. Nope. So he then walked uh, walked to the side and put his arm around the promo guy and snapped a picture of the promo guy. I love that. Do you remember which promo guy it was? No, this was in, this was in uh, Florida. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> Here's uh, one more, and this is about an encounter with Leonardo DiCaprio. My brother pushed an A-list celebrity out of an elevator. Back during the Bush administration, my brother was on Colin Powell security detail back when he was Secretary of State. And they were in Vegas for something. For security reasons, uh, at the hotel they were staying at, they had a whole elevator reserved for Colin Powell to use. While they're all in the elevator waiting for the doors to close, some guy walks up and tries to get in. And my brother, who is a large man, gets up in front of him and goes, I'm sorry, sir, this elevator is reserved for the Secretary of State. This guy looks at him and says, I'm sorry, do you know who I am? To which my brother looks down on him and goes, yes, I do, Mr. DiCaprio. And then yeeted him off the elevator. <laughs> and then what? Yeeted him. What does yeeted mean? Is that a, is that a TikTok word? What the hell is that? Is that something I should be saying? Yes. Yes, yeeted? you should totally be saying. Yeet? What? Urban Dictionary game, guys. What does that mean? I mean, from the context, I guess I could get it. Play the end again. Play the end Play the end again. I'll play the ending again if you guys will tell me what it is. Okay. You guys so, know when I find out a new a new young person word, like, I bust it out on my daughter just to see what her reaction is going to be. To yeet is when you discard an item at a high velocity. Yeah. <laughs> there's urban a great meme. Says, urban Dictionary says when you bleeping throw something as hard as you can. Yeah, so like there's a <laughs> meme like, that's great. It says trick or yeet, and some kids all yeet, and the guy goes, yeet it is. <laughs> throws the kid. <laughs> like John Wayne tosses that kid into the river. <laughs> <laughs> this oh, is how I man. learned to swim. Yeet. <laughs> oh, man. Which my brother looks down oh. on him and goes, yes, I do, Mr. DiCaprio. 
and then yeeted him off the elevator. <laughs> yeeted him. Oh, that was great. All right. Well, that was worth the wait. All right. <laughs> it's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. <laughs> right. Yeeted him. <laughs> Is great. Yeah, that's a good. Uh, <laughs> that was a good call there. <laughs> hey, so we're we're gonna. I know it's been like thirty minutes since we talked about the election. Brandon's probably started going to <laughs> withdrawals at this point. No, we're getting updates. What are you talking about, man? We're getting that next flood. It's amazing. Can you put together? You know, just organize Does it your thoughts. The election? Does it involve the election? Yes. Okay. Good. Because if it was anything else, I was going to say no. I was going to. Can you put together just kind of organize your thoughts and give us a, uh, an election update <laughs> coming up in about like thought. five minutes? I can do it right now. The Democrats are feeling pretty good because the way the votes are coming in, we're looking at the mail-in ballots right now, and that's why they're pretty confident that uh, Michigan and Wisconsin are going to stick. And they're hoping that in Georgia, because Fulton County, those votes are going to come in to Cobb and Cobb County. Those are also going to be coming in here, and it's a lot of mail-in votes, which they're thinking and believing are going to be pro-Biden. So that's going to push him up over there as well. Pennsylvania, not completely out of the picture right now for. Biden as well because they didn't even touch their mail-in ballots. So the things that you're looking at is a lot of these states where Trump has been leading, those were election day votes. Now they're getting to the mail-in ballots. Now they're getting to the absentee ballots, which they believe are more pro-Biden. So you're going to see a Biden spike here. Now, is it going to be enough to pass Trump? We don't know. I I have not <sighs> ever heard him this excited, and I went so to happy. go I went to go watch the Last Jedi on the night before it came out with him, and I've never I've never seen him like this before. He is like a like a like a puppy when you come home, and he's been alone. All if day. I had a tail, <laughs> it, he's like, oh my god, you're home. If I had a tail, it Let would not stop you. wagging right now, man. Let me tell you. <laughs> Let's do some uh, entertainment news. We got uh, Joanna Barba who keeps oh, right. her finger. Up the pulse of Hollywood uh, and tells us everything that's going on. Good morning, Joanna. Good morning. Yeet. And then yeeted him. Yeeted him. Hulu has yeeted. (laughs) (laughs) Lost her head again. Hulu has yeeted what? Castle Rock after two seasons. The anthology drama series based on the works of Stephen King was set in the titular fiction main town, which served as the setting for several notable King stories. I watched the first episode, uh, the first season of that. Yeah, and that I was the one both. where, where uh, Bill Skarsgård, mm-hmm. that is uh, Pennywise, yes. was one of the main characters. It was okay, but it wasn't good enough that I watched the second season. I watched it. the second season. And? I liked it a lot. News that the cancellation comes over a year since the season two premiere in October of 2019. Have you watched yeah. any of Lovecraft Country? I mean, just, I have not. Yeah. Have you? No, but oh, I've heard were, people you, have said it's good. You made it sound like I've wasted my time watching no, that. No. I was just wondering. <laughs> and if, I trust your instincts. You did. <laughs> Chris Rock says that he's not a fan of historical civil rights movies simply because they, quote, make racism look very fixable. In an interview on Neil Brennan's How I Feel podcast, Rock says that he applauds the effort, but that they only show, quote, the back of the bus and the lunch counter. They actually make racism look very fixable. They don't get into how dysfunctional the relationships were in the 40s and 50s. Rock. That is such a great point. <laughs> That's yeah. amazing, amazingly accurate. Rock says that the things that actually happened during that time were much dirtier than any movie ever shows. 
Rock currently stars in the fourth season of the critically acclaimed FX series Fargo, which is set in the 1950s. Up next, he'll star in Spiral, a reboot of the Saw franchise, which is slated for release in May of 2021. Do you know what show that was recently on Netflix that I felt the same way about was, did you watch any of Hollywood? Oh, no, I didn't. Which was all about racism and, and homophobia. Back in old time Hollywood, Ryan Murphy. Thing it's a Ryan Murphy thing, but it. but it's also like an alternative history, you know, like uh, like a Quentin Tarantino, like movie? a Quentin Tarantino once upon a time in Hollywood. So, uh-huh. but the but the core message of it is, oh, they could have conquered institutionalized racism and homophobia if only somebody would have tried harder. I mean, the whole thing is kind of like, ah, oh, that's that's not a good message, man. <laughs> Christopher Nolan broke his silence on Tenet's post-pandemic performance in an interview published in the the Los Angeles Times. Nolan says that he was thrilled with the film's nearly $350 million worldwide gross, but worries major studios got the wrong message. Nolan says that rather than looking at where the film has worked well and how that can provide them with much-needed revenue, they're looking at where it hasn't lived up to pre-COVID expectations and will start using that as an excuse to make exhibition take all the losses from the pandemic instead of getting in the game and adapting or rebuilding the business. Long-term movie-going is a part of life, like restaurants and everything else, he says, but right now everyone has to adapt to a new reality. That's the only movie I've seen in a theater since February. I haven't seen a movie in theaters. I went to go see Tenet in the theater. Since March. Uh, almost every other Hollywood temple scheduled for, fall, scheduled for fall has delayed its release or has gone straight to the home video market. And finally, The Walking Dead has chosen the actor who will take a swing at playing Lucille. The show has cast Hilary Burton in the guest starring role of Negan's late wife. As such, she will be joining her real-life husband, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who of course plays Negan. Burton will appear in bonus episodes, adding on to the events of season 10, the finale of which was delayed by the pandemic. News of Burton's casting comes less than a month after AMC announced its historic zombie series will end after season 11. The final season will air over two years on the network, beginning in late 2021 and consist of 24 episodes in total. Uh, They even draw out the final season. <laughs> I wanted to talk to somebody about this, but then I realized you guys don't watch Walking Dead. But no, but you say it's getting it's gotten good, right? Fear Fear the Walking Dead has gotten really, really good. In fact, I like Fear the Walking Dead in the past couple of seasons more than Walking Dead. But I wonder how this is going to work out because Negan's wife is, had been dead for a long time. Yeah, the, in like the show. So I, flashback scenes, the thing maybe? I read said that she had died before the whole thing started. Right, she didn't get turned into a zombie. Right. She died of something else before it. So it either have to be flashbacks or maybe she didn't actually die. I don't know. It'll be two years worth of. I can see that. Maybe showing him pre uh, zombie apocalypse, showing what he was like then. I, I suspect he would have looked like the comedian from Watchmen. Yeah, cigar uh, too. Yeah, with entertainment news, I'm Joanna Barba. You right. did. <laughs> so, so Brandon, what you're saying is it's looking up for for the Democrats. I'm pretty confident, right? At now. least in the presidential. We're not talking about the other. Don't races. be We're confident. Pre- presidential. I, I'm. I refuse to get confident about mm-hmm. any goddamn thing in the world ever. Again. Well, they're feeling confident right now. Trump does, does still have the lead in Georgia and. North Carolina and Pennsylvania has got a commanding lead in Pennsylvania. But what you're looking at is a lot of mail-in ballots that are still to come in. Uh, Biden is about 600,000 down, but they have over a million ballots still to be counted in the state of
of Pennsylvania. And those are all the absentee mail-in ballots. And the Democrats are believing that they can get a vast majority of those that will eventually overtake Trump in the state of Pennsylvania. They've taken the lead in Michigan very narrowly. They're only up by about 16,000 votes right now in the state of Michigan. But they believe that with the remaining votes that keep coming in, it's going to be able to pad the lead for Joe Biden because a lot of the votes that are coming in are those mail-in absentee ballots from the larger cities, the urban areas that tend to lean more Democrat because uh, yesterday you were getting the vote count for a lot of the in-person day of election day voting. And where now we're to the point, it's to the absentee uh, ballots. I I had one other question I wanted to ask you, but we have one, uh, like a straggler with a a run-in with a celebrity. So these are negative uh, yeet-worthy moments with uh, celebrities. So, Miguel. Hi, Miguel. Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. I, pu- I, I pulled up the wrong thing, Miguel. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. What's uh, what's your celebrity run-in? Okay, listen. This is going to be crazy because uh, I had ran into one of your old friends back in the days. Who's that? Fernando Cuevas. Yeah, all right. Fernie, sure, that's a celebrity. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's crazy the way that I even ran into him, but I don't know if you know, um, Shark G had came in and he was at the Red Parrot. Yeah, yeah. Brandon was there at the Red Parrot. He's the one that let me in. Who was? Fernie. What do you mean he let you in? Well, all right, check it out. So I met Fernie online through an app when I was dating some other woman. And then I saw his picture with some girls from the studio that you're at with their boobies all out. Yeah. And I was like, wait a minute, you look familiar. You look like that kid Fernie from there. He's all like, that's who I am. And I'm like, we started talking. And I produce and I write music. But here's the story. I got three letters from Dr. Maturu Shakur in the state penitentiary. Uh, do you know who that is? Is that Tupac's aunt or mother? Tupac's stepfather. Stepfather. The mother is living in Cuba where she's been for like 30 years. Oh, uh, right? no, no, no. Uh, Afina Shakur, his mother is dead. Oh, okay. All right. And Pac is dead. And so I had those letters. And Shark G was the one that put Tupac on when he first got started. Digital Underground. Yes, sir. Yeah. A uh, humpy. And so when I heard that he was going to be at the Red Parrot, I was like, yo, I got I got to go and speak with this guy because I got letters from him because I spoke to Matula Shakur, doctor, yeah, who used to um, detox drug scenes in New York through acupuncture. Like, he was an intelligent man, but they put him on the RICO Act because um, they had robbed uh, a Brinks truck and took money and this, this, and that. Okay, well, that's already passed. Wait, the guy was doing acupuncture on drug addicts and rob- robbing armored Trucks. No, 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 no. That 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 was afterwards. Like when when he was younger, he they they gave him sixty years. Oh, okay. But he was a doctor, and he used to detox. Okay, uh, but let's get to the point. You got these letters, and you think Shock G would like to see him? Okay, yes, because Shock G put Tupac on. Mm-hmm. So I said, let me. Yo, she, he's in El Paso. He's at the Red Parrot. Let me go talk to this guy. And so I show up, and I and I. There was a girl that I was working with at somewhere else, and I told her to drive me. Mm-hmm. And she said, okay, oh, let's go together. And we saw the whole show. He did the humpy dance. He walks off stage with two girls, and I walk up to Shark G. 
Yeah. This is another guy. I go, yo, shock, man, listen, I got to share something with you because I know you knew Tupac. And I know that, you know, that's a big part of your life and that's a big part of your success because yeah. he brought him up. And then uh, he said, all right, cool, listen, man, let me go to the back real quick and then I'll come back out. And then he never came back out. And then I go knock on the door in the back and I gave a letter to one of his security guards from Dr. Matula Shakur. And then uh, he's all like, give me a second. Let me go talk to Shock G. And then Shock G comes out. Well, the girl that I was with, she's just a straight, uh, I don't even, I don't know how to put it nicely. So, cause I'm, I know I'm on the radio. Uh, oh, she, she was, she was a hoe. Uh, she ended up going, they, they, they ended up taking her to the back. She went to the back with Shock, the girl that gave you the ride. And he's got your letter. From Tupac's father-in-law or stepdad. Stepdad. Yeah. Three letters. I had three letters, man. And all I wanted to do was share it with him and then let him hear some of my music. And so then he comes out. He comes out. And then we start talking. And I go, yo, let's go sit over here and let's talk about this and let's share some conversation, you know, because of the relationship that he had with Pac and, and the relationship that I had with Pac's stepdad who's still doing 60 years in prison. They're not going to let him out. Wait, wait, but other than the letter, that that that's the extent of the relationship you had with with the with the stepdad, right? Um, I'm sorry? When you say the relationship you had with Tupac's stepdad, you're talking about the letter. There's more than one letter. We were oh, right. There's three letters. Gotcha. Okay, so what... Yeah, three letters, man. He, he, he was in a... Bro, I could listen to this for two hours, but I... Brandon's saying I got to take a break. What happened? All right. So he comes out. We start talking. And then I tell him, let's go sit over here and, and so share more conversation. And then the girl that, that took me there comes out. And he's all like, he could rap, man. He's real good. This, this, and that. And then I told her, you know what? Stay out of this. Don't, don't, don't get involved. This is my conversation with Shock G. And Shock G was like, y'all, dog. Don't talk to women like that. When he's got a song called Humpty Dance and this and that, and it, it was just wrong, man. I almost got in a fight with Shark G. You almost got in a fight with Shark G, and you just wanted to talk to him about Tupac. Um, I just wanted to have a conversation and see if I could get somewhere further with everything that I know and everything that I've done. And it seems, I mean, Miguel, it sounds like Shark G was more interested in your friend than than he was interested no, in you. No, she, she, she wasn't even hot, dude. She was ugly. <laughs> Yeah, but he once got busy in a Burger King bathroom. Yeah, so. exactly. Right. All right, listen, dude, I, I've got to wrap up. Brandon's going to kill me if I don't wrap up. All right, thanks, Miguel. Hey, kill him, Brandon. Kill him, Brandon. <laughs> All right, okay. Wait, did, did, you, did you throw punches? No, man, we didn't because I was just, his security came out. Yeah, all right. Okay. All right. I told him straight up, I was like, yo, dude, don't, I don't care about this chick. Don't talk to me like that or whatever. And that was a celebrity thing. I, I was so uh, disappointed. The number one thing was that when you look up to celebrities. Or yeah. Did you get your letters back? Hey, Miguel, did you get your letters back? Oh, I got my letters, man. I yeah. got them framed. Right. I got okay. Framed. All right. I appreciate it. Thanks, Miguel. Okay. Bye. Bye. What? Bye, Miguel. I guess that was it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a break and we'll come back and maybe we'll do one more check here of uh, what's going on 
The election is not decided, guys. If you're just waking up this morning, it is still votes are being counted in a lot of different states. No uh, winner is being projected at this point. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Didn't Brandon yell that night that the that Miguel was talking about with Shock G? Didn't you rap to Shock G? I think maybe. I know you did. Brandon, you rapped to him. Oh my God! We're talking about you going to see Shock G at the Red Parrot. Yeah, is that? Oh, I'm not keeping that. You're like your wife yeah, knows about knows, that. He okay, knows there was a previous me. Okay, great. <laughs> he knows. Yeah, he because knows you knew all the words because that song came out when you were a little kid, yeah, and you did man, it for him. I still, and he, I, I remember there was uh, a kid in my school who had because the name of the album was Sex Packets, and he had that shaved into the back of his head. Sex and, Packets. Yeah, and he got what sent grade? home uh, fourth. <laughs> I'm just trying to imagine the barbershop where they're like, yeah, uh, this is my eight-year-old. Can you shave sex packets into the back of his head? Yeah, so they ended up giving him, uh, they sent him home, and they shaved the S off. So it just said X packets. X packets. X packets. Okay. (laughs) Can you still do it? The Humpty Dance? Yeah. Yeah, I can do it. I did it just a few days ago, I thought. No, you're First I limped so- to the side like my legs is broken Shaking and twitching, got it like I was smoking Crazy whack funky People say you look like MC Hammer on crack, Humpty That's alright, cause my body's in motion It's supposed to look like a fit or a convulsion Anyone can play this game This is my dance, y'all, Humpty Hump's my name Sweet Amazing And that is why he can do those election recaps really yeah. fast Oh, because he's a, he spits some rhymes Ooh, I should write an election rap Oh, you should do a weekly wrap of the biggest events of the week and just do it in the form of a wrap. I think I think you kind of, like, your life could have gone that way. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you could have been the West Coast Eminem. Yeah, right. <laughs> you could have been the Northwest. What was the name of that bookstore in Portland again Palace you were telling books. me about? Palace Books. When I think of a bookstore in Portland, all I can think about is on Portlandia, the, the two uh, women who own the uh, women's... The women. Have you ever oh, seen Portlandia? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a great recurring character. Um, so we're going to recap you on what we know for a fact about the election. And then I'll differentiate uh, between, well, here's what we know and here's like maybe some analysis or what we think might happen. But Basically, I, nothing has changed in regards to what we know. Like no more electoral votes have been given out and and no states have been called that weren't called last night it's the buzz adams morning show podcast we're back for the fifth and final hour of the buzz adams morning show designated as the el paso hour not el paso only but definitely el paso centric give me a mic test there chris if you would hello there good deal i wasn't sure Uh, we're joined by Chris Babcock for some post-election. Uh, I mean, it's hard to even call it post-election at this point, especially with the big one still out there. But Chris uh, is the editor-in-chief of the El Paso Herald Post, which is online. You can find that. It's some great reporting. If you want to find a source that is covering local stuff and stuff in our region, you've got an online newspaper, the El Paso Herald Post, and uh, it is a great source for good information in El Paso. So thank you, Chris, and I know you had a late night last night. Thank you. Well, it's a late morning or early morning, however you <laughs> want to call it. Right, yeah, right. you know, and normally if you get to bed around 1, 2 o'clock, at least there's a there's a, a Whataburger stop somewhere along there, yeah. but, you know, there's a curfew, so that didn't happen. <laughs> I went to bed, uh, let's say, you know, because we get up so early, I went to bed around 9.30, 
I couldn't stay asleep. No. You know, like when I would when I would wake up. Normally, you wake up, you roll over. I just, I, I just had to check, you know, to see yeah. what's happening and see what the latest is. And uh, I wish I could have let it go and just got a good night's <laughs> sleep, but I, I couldn't do it. And uh, you know, are we going to know by bedtime tonight? Probably not, right? Probably not. I think the earliest we're going to find out anything is we'll see a couple of the states come in. Uh, probably will by this afternoon, three, four o'clock, maybe a little bit earlier. Uh, but this thing isn't done until it's done. And I'm thinking it's Friday. And then that's not talking about any sort of appeals and lawyer rushes and anything like that. Yeah. But I mean, we, I said we weren't going to get into the national <laughs> stuff at the end, but <laughs> this is so interesting what's going on and such a, a matter of importance. But let's uh, scale it back and talk a little bit on the local level here, uh, first of all. So uh, the mayor, uh, this kind of expected that neither candidate would get the 50% plus one uh, needed to win outright and that it would go to a runoff. And uh, do you know the roughly the ballpark figures uh Oscar Leeser uh, won by a pretty good margin if if you just counted how many percentage of votes. Yeah, if it had gone with with a straight up uh, uh, vote tally, he would have gotten it very easily. You know, at least uh, you know twenty six, twenty seven thousand out of two hundred six thousand votes uh, cast. So if you look at the county, we have eight hundred eighty thousand residents in the county. Uh, four hundred and forty more or less. Four hundred forty thousand are registered voters. So if you adjust how many people are within city limits, you know you figure there's maybe. I think 625,000 people live in El Paso now. So, you know, a a good chunk of that voter, we we had a really good turnout, and it was very much uh, not going in D's favor. And I think that the other thing that kind of hurt it, again, we've had these large uh, uh, candidates these these fields come in and you have five six candidates you're going to have a vote dilution and it's going to keep you and i think this is the third now uh mayoral election we're going to go to runoff um so do we have any idea how many early votes were cast uh that applied to that you know people who cast their early vote in el paso and voted for mayor uh, ahead of time as 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 compared to how many voted on election day? Well, you know, they'll have that breakdown on the county site. You'll be able to take a look exactly how this is how many early, this is how many on election day. So it's it's going to be a little bit of a time before we can actually dig down into those numbers. But they, they will be available. A big thing happened right before early voting ended, and that was DeMargo broke with County Judge Ricardo Semenyego. Yeah. I saw a lot of people online saying, I would have voted for D if, you know, or I didn't vote for D, but I would have. If I if I hadn't voted early, and I got to think there are a lot of people who might have voted for D and don't like the fact that he that he contradicted uh, the county judge. Well, you know, it was a matter of time before that was uh, it was tenuous at best. And we, we we have the the nonpartisan elections, which that will take you you know two thirds of the way home. But it's that last third where you're going to have people who say, well, he's a Republican. That's why he did that. He's he's kissing up to the Republicans in, in Austin and in, in D.C. Well, I've heard a lot more that he's kissing up to the business interest in El Paso. I mean, and I'm not making yeah. that accusation, but that's what I've heard more of is that... Uh, Has that Oscar he ha- put out anything with his Here's feelings? Because we know how so D feels. This is so important. You're right. Yeah, because we know how D feels. Vettel and Carlos, they both have said that they would be down with a lockdown. They would be down with doing what needs to be done possible to curb the spread. D obviously has said that he believes um, keeping the businesses open, but also keeping El Paso safe is something. But has Oscar put out any kind of statement about whether or not let's because the thing is, is that he's the one we really haven't heard from. 
Um, so I would, I'd be interested to know what his thought is. Do you know his, his position on that? I do not. In, in fact, the, the, the few ads that I did see, again, I, I saw a lot more campaign flyers. I saw a lot more campaign mm-hmm. uh, signs. I, you know, Oscar really, he went to several of these little, uh, the, the, the little forums, again, the virtual forums. But as far as what he would do, I don't think we've had a position on that. He's, he's run one of those typical stealth campaigns. It's name recognition. You know what mm-hmm. I've done before. Just vote for me. I think it would be a really important question to ask him, you know, uh, last Thursday, if you were Mayor Oscar Lee instead of Mayor D. Margo, what would you have done? I, we want to know what your leadership would have been in a case like that. I mean, I think a lot of people are going to base their vote in this runoff on on that question, how the COVID's been handled, especially in the past week. And, you know, mm-hmm. it, it is wide open for him because he can come in and say, this is my plan. This is what I want to do because it's not going away. I mean, today yeah. we had 3,100 uh, new cases reported. Mm-hmm. That's that's just staggering. So yeah. uh, now, you know, and the way that, that Judge Samaniego had talked, you know, we, we lost Halloween. We lost everything else. He, yeah. We were really trying to do this so we could at least have some semblance of a regular Thanksgiving. Uh, that's out the window. Yeah. I think, I think yeah. right now we're looking at, if not Christmas and New Year's, we got to start thinking what we're going to get this baby COVID is for, for his first birthday in March because it's not going anywhere. And I think that's oh where my god seeing, the numbers today have you seen them? It's, it's ridiculous. But but he, and, yeah. and, and that's a lot of the anger. And I heard it last night. And I've heard it and I've seen it online. Everybody who is doing their part is just fed up at this point. Whether you yeah. support the business side, whether you support the shutdown side, we're angry because we're doing what we need to do. We're washing up. We're we're masking up. We're doing this. We're doing that. I agree. I don't see a lot of bad behavior. You know, as as much as I go out, which is not much yeah. because of the pandemic. But I don't see a lot of obstinate anti-maskers. I don't see people. I think because the know, numbers I, I, are so scary right now. People are like, oh man, maybe like all the people who are complaining and fighting and arguing at restaurants. I think they just kind of gave up. And we're like, oh yeah, maybe see, they're right. But see, here's here's what I think is happening: is everybody is looking like they're doing stuff. But again, and I, and, I, and I compare it to third grade. When we all got to do our homework, we had to finish that up. So you'd go outside and get an extra 30 minutes of PE, of, of, mm-hmm. of, of swing time. Right. And it was the two buttheads in the corner that would like to flip off the teacher mm-hmm. when she's not looking. And we'd laugh. That's where we're at. Whoever is doing this, whoever is spreading this, they're not doing it. Number one, it's more than likely, like I said, social spread. But we don't know for sure because, again, the mayor and the city council voted a little bit of time ago. We're not going to release where these where these uh, these problem areas are. We're going to kind of give you the numbers. We're gonna we're gonna talk about clusters, but we're not gonna give you that because we're, this is a health health uh, health uh, initiative. You can't we can't release that health data where the rest of Texas you know exactly it's ABC store. There's 50 people there. Don't go there because they got the ro- they got the Rona. Wait, wait then, now that's in other places in Texas. Yeah. Yeah, they, 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 you're able to. Part of the contact tracing is saying this is where you have a hot spot. It mm-hmm. is in this area, in this area, in this store. The city that. council voted on this, and it was a tie, and the tie was broken by DeMargo twice. Twice. Mm-hmm. And he said, no, we're not going to let you know. So, in, in other words. Well, he said it was illegal, and I, I was never really totally convinced when he said it was illegal. I, if they're doing it in the rest of Texas, it doesn't sound like it's illegal. It's, it's, it's HIPAA. And a lot of people, and, and I can touch on this larger issue. You have hear something, and I'm surprised because they have a legal department. As a journalist, if I say, "Hey, Buzz Adams came down with a case of the uh, the speckled uh, the, the speckled forehead, and he's he lives at this address," I'm in trouble. Yeah, right. Uh, you're going to sue me because I've just violated your personal HIPAA. You can't release that information. If you want to release that information, that's fine, but I can't I can't out you. 
But this but is we not, weren't talking about outing individuals. We were talking about outing places or not even outing. I mean, outing has a bad connotation. Let's just say identifying. Yeah, this is where it's happening. At ABC Store, they have 30 cases. And now what's taken over is you've got next door, you've got all these little groups on Facebook yeah. that outed anyway. I mean, they're they're pretty much the uh, Here's the, where the they had a big store. outbreak. This yeah. is where they mm-hmm. had a big outbreak. Because I get that. I get it. As soon as something happens within the, the east side, I said, hey, why is so-and-so store closed? Let me take a look. Call up. Oh, we had uh, two employees test positive. We got to scrub the store for the next forty-eight hours. Boom. Okay. And there's would, been would, two would big be- box stores in the past, I think, week that have had to shut down and scrub. Well, there's been. I can tell you that there's been more than that, at least on the on the east side. I know that there was a, a particular big box neighborhood in uh, in Socorro that had to shut down. Yeah. Would there be a concern, Chris? That uh, I, I want your feedback on this. That if they did release that type of information, say, you know, here's where there was an outbreak, this, that the concern would be these stores would uh, try and hide that or would not be forthcoming uh, because they're worried about, you know, being outed uh, publicly to the rest of the city. I think it's a business concern, but at what point do we put health well, but concern a, a business, business concern would come to, yeah. oh, if they're going to put it out there... Let's not let's not tell anybody that we've had these cases. Let's hide it. But then again, the, 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 they, it's still going to get out because you're going to have the contact tracing. If my cashier yeah. at the store caught it yeah. when she goes to say when she goes to the hospital and they say, "Well, where did you? Where were you? Oh, I worked for I worked a whole shift at so and so." That right there, they're not going to identify her. They're going to say she worked at ABC store, uh, and then that, and, and and it's an opportunity for the business to say. Yeah, we acknowledge that. Blah blah blah. Here's what we're doing. Here's our here's our mitigation process. But everybody's about nope, no, 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 no. We can't do that. And well, the one thing for me is too is that so when I w- I went to Denver back in I think July, and when we were there, um, the businesses that we went into, they would say, hey, you don't have to, but if you'd like to be contacted, you can give us your um, email or your telephone information. Um, so if anybody does, if there is a case or something happens, we can notify you. And I thought, wow, that's really nice that they're doing that just in case, you know, if something were to happen. And then I was I, I kept thinking, I wonder why businesses out here don't do it. Well, now there's businesses that are saying they're required to do it, not in the city in which we live, but in New Mexico. Oh, this is the El Paso. You don't have to say city in which we live anymore. Oh, sorry. Uh, but, <laughs> well, but the city we live in, because over in New Mexico, there are businesses that are taking your information and they're yeah. saying, well, we have to. So I'm wondering if one, can they do that? But also like two, I, I kind of, it does make me feel better. If I were to go into a business and they're saying, hey, you know what? We're going to take down your information just that you were here today um, if you want, like a completely optional. Um, but it, it would make me feel safer. But I just don't understand why these businesses aren't doing that. Let me let me let me let me delineate between what's happening and what we're going through because people are oh it's a lockdown oh my god we're back to-. no we're it's not, not. In a lo- we're not in a lockdown <laughs> no. this is the, we're not even close to what New Zealand did we're not close to what some of these other countries did in a complete shutdown last week I, I had to take my wife to Juarez which is in code red the entire state of Chihuahua is code red mm-hmm. oh yeah she had to go get some documents done for the family so we go over there we cross the bridge and. She went to a to a a state office. There was a line in front of the state office. I left her off. I I can't stand in line with her because that's part of the regulations. She comes out and she tells me at this state office, you're six feet apart. You walk in, and as soon as you walk in, you are walking in at the exact second. Her her appointment was set for eleven thirty six a.m. 
at 11.36, the door opens, she comes in, and a lady, very nice, very, very, very nice lady, says, here are the rules. Do not speak unless spoken to. And this is with a mask on. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to uh, take your temperature. Uh, we're going to uh, give you this hand sanitizer. Uh, you're going to go stand over there. Do not talk on the phone. Do not talk at all. When you're called up to the to the counter, you can only nod, affirmative or negative. You cannot speak until spoken to. And even then, if you have to give a de- detailed answer, keep your mask on. That's pretty. That's much stricter than anything that we've had so far that I know of. That's yeah. the gov- that's the government. Now keep in mind. Now afterwards, we went to go get a snack at a neighborhood store, <clears throat> which was a brand new store. There was a line to get in. Okay, it's like Walmart. Go in six feet. Six feet apart, a little bit more. All of the carts in front have already been sprayed down, and they say these are the sprayed down carts. Take them. Go ahead, take them. The first. Yeah, person, I see that at uh, stores in El Paso as well. The sure. first person that greets us has a little thing of hand sanitizer, puts it on her hands, watches us, make sure that we get it in between our knuckles, then says, "Step forward." You step forward, and there is a mat on the floor that's the little finger mat, plastic mat with bleach. You're stepping in bleach, then you step on a towel to get into the store, and then he says, "Stop." The person in front of me takes a half step to the right, and they lean in to, a, to a, a, a basically a digital thermometer. And it goes, bing, and that person can go in. The next person walks up, bing, you're, go to, you're good to go in. There's a chair directly underneath that, th- that thermometer. It says, it's uh, the cool-down chair. I call it the chair of shame. So if you are one centigrade off, you're sitting in the cool-down chair until your, your temperature comes down, or you're not going to the store. Wait, are they sanitizing the, the temperature check yep. between every time? Yep, they just wipe okay. it down, and you, you hold up your, your, your wrist. I was very surprised. And again, everybody appears to be doing the, the, the right thing, uh-huh. but it's what people do at home. It's that community spread that's killing us. All right. So we're talking to Chris Babcock, who is the EIC at uh, the El Paso Herald uh, online publication, uh, ElPasoHerald.com, calling back to the days when we had a a morning and an afternoon paper (laughs) (laughs) back in the day. It works. It works just fine. We have have our digital edition that goes out. uh, Usually I have it ready. Um, The deadline, we have new stories there by lunchtime. And usually a few hours before everybody else. All right, so let's come back. We're going to talk a little more about what's going on uh, in El Paso. This, you know, I think, believe it or not, with the the election going on, I think co- in El Paso, COVID might be the more urgent story yeah. uh, of what's happening right now. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. We're back with Chris Babcock, who is the editor in chief of the El Paso Herald Post, and Chris used to fill in sometimes for the news for us, but. Yep. Now that he's the EIC, it doesn't have time to do that anymore. <laughs> I did almost stay up all night to get here, so that's a good thing. <laughs> I found that story about your visit to Juarez to be so uh, educational to yeah. me mm-hmm. because I think in, in El Paso, we, we kind of have a default attitude that whatever is going on in El Paso, they're doing a more half-assed job of it in Juarez. And from what you're saying, that could not be further from That is not further I mean, I was. I, it, it took about two hours for her to get through the through the line and, and get, her, get her paperwork. I was sitting in the parking lot the whole time. It's I, interesting because they've been saying that. Like, everyone who I know who's been to Juarez has said they're like, no, dude, that entire area is shut down or it's they're really, really heavily with the checks and the masks and everything. Everybody. I, I did not see one person without a mask. I saw a construction group in front of me that were not only masked up, but they had the visors on, mm-hmm. and they're putting up drywall. You know, and this was right, right after the uh, the snowstorm, so uh, it was a little bit warming up. So, the, I mean, they're outdoors. Which Wait a minute. Yeah. Snowstorm? Well, <laughs> snowstorm. I mean, uh, s- snow sneeze. How about that one? 
it's a it's an El Paso blizzard for sure. Well, yeah, it's the third one of the year, so we're good. Um, and the 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 hearing has already started for the basically San Diego versus Abbott. Yeah. Okay. So they're in. Uh, they're they're uh, that started about twenty five minutes ago. Right. And it's a, it's it is 10... being live streamed on YouTube right now. So I am trying to. The subtitles aren't working, so I'm trying to read lips. <laughs> Looking for some uh, clarification here, and there are 10 uh, signatories who are local business leaders who yes. wanted to get this clarification and uh, find out, you know, some more clear directives. I, you know, the the way the directives are now, you got uh, the county judge who, up until, I guess, October 7th, w- had the authority to issue this. So if he's in violation of any, he's in violation of the governor's order from early October, saying I'm suspending that part of the Texas government code. Is there anything else going on behind the scenes that not a lot of people know about? I don't think so. I think this is this is what you see is what you get. I mean, this is the businesses. And, and again, Mayor Margo said it's, we, we've got a tightrope situation. We're going between health and, and businesses. I can and appreciate that. And, and again, it's, it's a very good, safe thing. But 3,100 mm-hmm. new cases today, 610 deaths. At what point do we say enough? Right. And, and again, I know people are upset. I, and you, you were talking about the comments on Facebook. Oh, you don't know what he's talking about. All this. Look, bottom line is we're all angry because we're doing what we're doing and somebody isn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And until we can figure that out, we all got to suffer. It's, it's, it, it, the, the pain is distributed evenly now. And I can tell you that in just the last month, it's gone from the, from the six degrees of Kevin Bacon to one degree. I mean, I know more people now that have it than did when March, when everybody was freaking out. So if we freaked out in March and shut stuff down, why aren't we doing it now? And I do understand what they're also saying. Why do the big boxes get to open, but the mom and pop places don't? That's the that's 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 the that's, big the that's mayor the share. big angry thing that I think people are so upset about is the fact that they're saying okay well if you have your contact tracers and they're saying this is the top three places it's coming from and the number one place. You, you're not going to shut down, then how is this? And that and that's the problem is they're going business to business to business, but they are specifically targeting certain business owners and certain businesses, and that is complete bull. And that's what's angering to me is that I look and I see you went to the fountains at Farrah and you shut everything down there. Well, guess what? Some of the restaurants, in, like some of them, let's call them the fine dining local restaurants, are still open. They're not being shut down. They're not being told who, to close. Who shut them down? Sheriffs? Yeah. The sheriffs went around yesterday and at the Fountains of Farrah went around shutting down the businesses. And it, they're not the only area. There's other areas. and that, But that's what I How think. How do they make the decision who to shut down and I, who goes first? We don't know. That's the problem is we genuinely don't know. Because, I mean, let's be honest. We're looking on our, well, I am, Joanna is, Brandon probably too. But we're looking on our social media and we're seeing, and Chris probably too. Not you, Buzz. That's basically what I'm saying. But <laughs> we're looking at our socials and we're seeing people out at different restaurants eating, out at different places that are supposed to be restaurants, but they're bars, essentially. They're hanging out. They're eating. They're enjoying themselves they're not wearing masks and we're seeing this and so it's like okay dude you're gonna go shut down our local tattoo shop or our local hairstyles or our plant nursery that's halfway outdoors probably 75 percent you're gonna tell them to close but then you're gonna let these businesses where clearly people are not wearing masks and are not social distancing and enjoying themselves you know getting a drink and hanging out for three hours 
but they can stay open. So that's where the I think a lot of these businesses are especially upset is that they're seeing this and they're saying this isn't fair. You're going to shut us down. And like Chris said, there's these couple screwed up businesses or people who just don't care and they're ruining it for the rest of us. I wanted to uh, talk a little bit about the thing that I'm most disappointed in with this election cycle, and that is if in El Paso, if we have to watch so many commercials and yet we're mm-hmm. not allowed to vote yeah. for Yvette Harrell or Social Torres Small, I'm it does upset. not. I feel disenfranchised for the first time in my life. I, those commercials were running back to back to back to back. And you couldn't say, I mean, you, you, if you had radio on or you had regular TV, you, you thought you would get away with it, like on the streaming? Streaming services, anyway, they were like one right after another, right uh-huh. after another. And then I was getting North Texas ones, too. So it was like I had this whole telenovela going with, with Yvette Harrell and, and social stories. <laughs> right. Like, oh, my God. Is she, what? Is she okay? Now, now, an interesting thing here, because those were so dramatic uh. and just so overblown, mm-hmm. most of the ones that were like that were not from the campaign. Yes. Yeah. This is when we're talking about this dark money. I guess they had an identification. This ad paid for by the da, 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 da. Yeah, Some generic. It's like. But vote, it's probably vote. from Washington. Yeah. Or it's probably from Virginia. It's. Who is it? What is their agenda? <laughs> Did they coordinate at all with the candidates? I don't think so. Well, I can tell you that I saw a lot of these national ads go local. Go granular. I mean, does Social Tourist Small even think that Yvette Harrell is actually egregious? (laughs) (laughs) These are serious questions that we have. You know, and they use the same announcer. They use the same stock footage. You know, give me the Uh, worst picture of Nancy Pelosi. Make it black and white, or better yet, make it red and white. Make her neck sticking out and her eyes bulging And then, And then slowly twist it as it pushes in over the Golden Gate Bridge like she's some sort of Zeppelin that's about to hit the bridge. And it makes it, oh my God, is she going to be okay? it, It all seems a little shady and a little mysterious and uh you know i didn't see any of those coming in for any of the uh, any of the texas races around here but new mexico good lord i had no idea new mexico was such a linchpin when it came to congressional representation man they went hardcore they went at, they went at each other left and right and uh, again he, it was one of those situations where even my kids that they were walking around the house going event harold kicks cats <laughs> i was like I what it. What are you talking about? Chelsea Torres doesn't water her plants every other day. Yeah. I mean, it's like, oh, man, she's a bad person. Yvette Harrell removed the tags from her mattresses. <laughs> My daughter is not political. She's 13, 14. She's not political at all. But she came down. It was in the middle of one of those things. And she stopped. And she's like, is this real? <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, are you watching Saturday Night Live? I'm like, no, this is a real ad. And she's like. Are they crazy? And it was that one about the lobby. If you have a lobby, it better be a nice lobby if you're going to lobby Yvette Harrell. <laughs> the attack ad yeah. was that when Yvette Harrell was a congresswoman, mm-hmm. she went to fancy D.C. parties. <gasps> a politician going to fancy parties? I'm clutching my pearls. No, nope. Yeah. Yeah. The other, the other one I think that was uh, funny was uh, Social Torres made her first, first vote for Nancy Pelosi. Well, yeah, so did all the other Democrats because that's what she was going for, Speaker of the House. There were they so, were there was so many things. Uh, Social <laughs> Torres Small is on the side <laughs> of companies that want to shut down uh, energy producers. And I'm thinking, okay, she's probably expressed some interest in uh you know global warming and environmental so you you know with all this doom and gloom and this stuff the whole thing uh let's get a call and i'd forgot to give out the phone number we got calls anyway so 
Here's a toll-free studio line with Chris Babcock, the editor-in-chief of the El Paso Herald Post online. And our number is 844-305-6210. 844-305-6210. Oh, by the way, if that Herald won, so yeah. that, one's, that one's in the book. Whatever they were doing worked sure did. <laughs> for that yeah. Herald in this case. We have uh, Rocky. Hi, Rocky. Hey, Buzz. Uh, love your show. Love everything you guys do. Thanks, Rocky. Um, I just had a comment about um, the COVID case, the 3,100 cases, and why we're not succeeding in El Paso. And you're right. Some places are open. Some places aren't. But we really have to shut down El Paso, like all of El Paso, the malls, the parks, the restaurants, the small businesses. Um, because if we leave anything open, if we shut down something and uh, we find out that the mall is open. Social media is going to blow up, and everybody's mm-hmm. going to go to the mall. Yeah, it's like dominoes. Once you see, well, they're not doing it, so no, I won't do I'm it. not going to do it either. And, and, or, and, I, he's and there's an exception right. for so many people. Yeah. you know, of what could be open. We've never really had any teeth in this. Mm-hmm. But for how long? I mean, you're going to shut everything down, Rocky. But I think it's fair to ask for how long. You know what's well, the metric there, people? Well, if they I'm, could, if they could say this, you know, some kind of light at the end of the tunnel. If they could just say, if you can hang on this long, I have faith that the people of El Paso, for the most part, would do that. It's just this uncertainty of, well, for how long? Because I have bills. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Correct. Correct. Okay, but remember, ten years ago, we had a deep freeze here. And every pipe in El Paso was bursting. <laughs> yeah. Ho- hotels shut down. Uh, I mean, businesses went out of business uh, because we were literally shut down. Um, it's almost the same scenario. You tell everybody, look, you got 48 hours, just like what happened with toilet paper. Everybody's mm-hmm. going to go to Walmart. Everybody's going to go everywhere and stock up. And then let everybody know, if you're on the streets, it's a fine. Europe did yeah. it. Um, everybody else did it, stock up, buy ramen noodles, buy whatever you got to buy, and uh, stay home. And, uh, you know, uh, make make arrests, make fines, and make them ridiculous. Make it a $2,000 fine if you're out. Nobody wants that fine. And I think that's the thing is that because everyone's saying, well, what are you going to do? Like, and then that, because nobody has been getting fines, now they're giving out fines. But once again, they're targeting specific businesses, but then you can go right past other ones and you see just the patios packed full of people inside of the bars packed full of people. I mean, if they if there's no food to be seen, I think I asked D. Margo this on Friday. If if they came out and presented evidence that if if we just shut down like the purge, Mm -hmm. like the purge night, if we shut down for two weeks and we would effectively end covid in El Paso, would it be worth it? And I believe he said absolutely. I know he said yes. I'm just trying to think how emphatically he said that. And I, I hope he understood my question, but it goes, would it even be a guarantee? I mean, goes, unless you're going to shut off the borders into town, not not the border with Mexico, <laughs> the border with anywhere else in America, how how could you stay COVID-free even if there was a miracle? Well, it, it goes, thank it, you, Rocky. Appreciate the no, call, thank man. Thank you, Buzz. Thank, thank you. you. You know, he's got a point. I, I mean, scientifically, we know that this virus takes at least 14 days. New mm-hmm. Zealand, What New Zealand did was go, we're going to do two virus cycles, 28 days plus two days. That's a month. And they did it. They shut it down, and then they had an outbreak. Just as they were starting to open up uh, the, the country on a phased uh, uh, plan, they had someone at this fish market test positive. And then all of a sudden they had 40. In the country, Yeah, they had an outbreak of 14 mm-hmm. cases, and they went right back to it. And they sent the text message out. It says, wherever you are at 1201 tonight, that's where you're going to be for the next two weeks. So get home or get comfortable. 
There's one uh, ad that has been running that I'm going to miss just because it is uh, completely embarrassing for the person who ran the ad, but also hysterically funny. And uh, that was the ad that Buzz's was run against favorite. Veronica Escobar. Oh, my God. Have you seen the La Mentirosa ad against Veronica Escobar? I heard it for the first time on Sunday, and I thought, where has this ad Have been? you seen the video? No, I hadn't seen the video. Okay, Look at see. her nose. Okay. Okay, so the whole thing <laughs> oh is she's a mentidosa. Oh, there was a video aspect to this. How the, nice. The 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 movie magic they did with Veronica Escobar's nose is just disturbing, but the whole thing is just like, oh, that is crazy and hilarious and deeply offensive at the same time. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> So when I when I saw I'm this, I'm gonna go with money well spent because you were enjoying it. Oh my god, yeah, but mm-hmm. I was not expecting the candidate uh, who was running against Veronica, which who is uh, Irene Armand 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 Armandadas. Her name she misspelled her name on her website. It looks like look at that, like it's spelled this way here, and then in the body of it, it's spelled. They spelled her name wrong. Okay, so anyway, that I hadn't even noticed that before. I was like, okay, there's no way her opponent endorsed this ad, right? There's no way that her she could have endorsed this ad. I'm just wondering, you know, obviously that's going to end a political career if there was one. Is that going to end whatever else it is she does in a private life? I mean, running an ad like that in a city like El Paso... Look, you can run a negative ad. You can even run an unfair negative ad. But <laughs> wow, I didn't know there was a video aspect to it. This that that adds a whole new dimension to it. I feel proud that I was able to show you that for the first time. That is that is awesome. That is that is that. This means this sets the precedent for the whole next cycle of elections. Because if you can do this with mariachis, it's game on. I mean, everybody. It's like there's no more rules. All right, that that is just incredible. But I, I guess that one was a pretty easy victory for for Veronica Escobar. Oh yeah. I mean, I would just assume that it was nowhere close, and somebody should have saved three hundred dollars <laughs> in the production cost. All right, let's come back. Let's talk about the national election, which is you know what what people are super super interested in. Wow. Uh, we'd really done this much. <laughs> we hadn't oh, even really touched on it yet. Oh, I, th- and, I thought it was over. No, 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 no. no. Oh my God, do you want updates? I got updates. We'll get updates. updates. We'll come back right after this. Oh my God, it's gonna be amazing. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. So over on our uh, Facebook, we got a message from one Brandon Coates who writes, I absolutely love this stuff. Oh my God, I do. It's so amazing. I'm going to apply to become an analyst. Oh, sorry. Analyst for one of the major news stations, but I don't think I would be able to slow down. All right, Brandon, you said you had an update on the national side of things for us. So lay it on us. So we're looking at the blue wall. You know, you got those states, the industrial states of North. You got your Minnesota, your Wisconsin, your uh, Michigan, your Pennsylvania, Ohio. Ohio's already gone to Trump. That's happened. Pennsylvania is still counting votes. Biden doesn't believe that they are completely out. That lead has shrunk, actually, for Trump because the majority of the votes that are still coming in, those are the mail-in ballots. Those are the absentee ballots that they're believing are going to go to Biden. Biden, who overnight was able to overcome early uh, deficits in Wisconsin and Michigan, he's been able to overcome those deficits and extend his leads slightly as well. So for Biden, if he takes Arizona, Nevada, Wisconsin, Michigan, and three of the electoral votes from Maine, he gets his 270 electoral votes and he becomes the president of the United States. 
All right. Georgia, still counting as well. Very close down there, along with North Carolina. Nothing is decided quite yet because the major counties, the highly populated urban areas of Georgia, are still being counted. Uh, Trump still get, has a lead, but is it the lead going to be enough to hold off Biden, who they're expecting will get more of those absentee and mail-in ballots? So uh, the president does not think that these uh, mail-in ballots should count. Well, no, because they're not for him. But is the, I think the reason that he's not seeing a lot of Republicans is because you had been mean-mouthing the whole mail. Of course your followers aren't going to vote. I mean, it's kind of a, a trap of his own design in that he was talking down these mail-in ballots. Well, guess what? The mail-in ballots are coming on. They're not your people. Mm-hmm. And that's that's pretty much what most uh, of the quote unquote experts thought, but uh, but again, th- this is this is going to be a, a double edged sword because as Trump has as has appointed some of the constitutional originalists, they're going to follow the Constitution, and a lot of these guys are states' rights. So states' rights, they're going to say we're going to count these up until whatever our Constitution says we have to count them. So some of these can be counted all the way up through Friday. That's just the law. Okay, so you're saying like an originalist, like yeah. Amy Coney Barrett, uh, for example. Yeah. If she were going to strictly in- interpret the Constitution, she would do something that would not make Donald Trump very happy. Exactly. Because um, they have to follow the law. And the law says if they're postmarked by Election Day, we can count them. And the, that's the law. The president, I would say telegraph, but it's not a telegraph. Oh. He is he has drawn out what he's going to do. Forget yeah. telegraph. He has just said, and he said uh, weeks ago, I, we're ready to go to the Supreme Court. You know, if these votes are coming in, if if that map starts turning bluer and it ends up not being in the president's favor, he's already said he's going to the Supreme Court. Now, somebody like Neil Gorsuch or somebody like Amy Coney Barrett, uh, somebody like... Uh, Brent Kavanaugh. Brent Kavanaugh. John Roberts, you know, for that matter. John Roberts has been one of the liberals on the bench, and he was appointed by George W. But I don't think those people would blatantly ignore everything that they've devoted their life to. I just can't believe that about somebody on that level. They, You know, Amy Coney Barrett, who made such a big deal out of being an originalist, would not contradict herself like that. I believe the president would see it that they should, just based on his... You know, where he's coming from and his character, he would see that as, hey, I made you a Supreme Court justice. You owe me one. Yep. And and that's unfortunate. But the the mechanisms that are in place, especially, I mean, I can't believe that we're 20 years down the road from from, uh, Chadgate in Florida. But all of those those stopgap measures that were placed into law after that as to how long it takes to count, where you can get the ballots, are they they postmarked, how are you going to do this? All of these are going to come into play in this cycle. And again, a lot of these places like Georgia, like uh, Pennsylvania, like Michigan, you can't even open them until polls. You, yeah. you, you can only do them on Election Day. They couldn't, Pennsylvania like, the, didn't open them until 7 o'clock Eastern time. Yeah, they had to wait till the polls closed because these were official votes. So now we're going to count them. Um, so some of it just has to do with style, I guess, but it's pretty, uh, it's a pretty good contrast. Chris, you remember the days when one of the big complaints about your presidential candidates is that they were so identical. You know, it's like, well, what, what does, what's the difference? What does, what does Al Gore really disagree with on Georgia? They, they have a lot more in common than they disagree on. Uh, and that had been the thing for a while. We're getting these choices that are just cookie cutter. You yep. know, a Demo- Bill Clinton could have been a Republican. Oh, very easily. Yeah. And Obama's uh, immigration policy. Ob- Obama was a Republican on a lot of things. You can't say this. And it's not just the political 
center of, of these men because I think one of them does not even have a political center. <laughs> what I think it is is just their character and their nature. And I think these clips from last night illustrate the difference between these two men and their characters. Uh, so let's first of all hear from the vice president, the former vice president. You hear that honking? That's because he's social distancing with his followers. He's he wandered onto the freeway and was making it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We didn't know, but, but Joe still had his mic live and walked out on the interstate. Uh, no, they're, they're social distancing and in their cars. Okay, so that yeah, yeah. sure, that's normal. Of course, you still know you can put a positive yeah. spin on it, contrasted with. Dude, that's like the Atlanta Falcons going, but we were up 28-3 to three at the end of the third quarter. Why did we have to play the fourth quarter? Is there is there any way that the president can make his case that all of these votes that got counted, the mail-in votes, should be disregarded? I mean, I, I was stunned that the GOP in Texas tried to disallow 127,000 votes in Harris County. I thought, well, it doesn't get much more blatant than that. A report just came out that says a top GOP official um, is disagreeing uh, with what is coming out of the White House. The quote is, no, we don't agree with what's coming out of the White House. (laughs) We see no credible reports of fraud or anything improper. Now, if you want to take a deeper look at Can you put a name on that official? No, no, it's just, it says a top GOP official. I'll put a a top name. The vice president two minutes later said, we're going to let democratic process take its... Take its its course. Mike he, Pence said Mike that. Mike Pence came mm-hmm. in right up there and Did pretty much said, "Mike Benes, Mike Benes." If you haven't seen the Borat, I need to see. You got to see that. Yeah. So I, I mean, I, I've been wrong before, but I still think that there are enough people in this country on on the Republican side of things who care more about our democratic institutions and our country then care about currying favor because they're worried that they're going to get a mean tweet sent their way. If you have staked your reputation on law and order, this is law and order. This is letting law take its its course because it's written and it's codified and you got to follow it. By the way... But you saw what Lindsey Graham said about uh, appointing a a Supreme Court justice at, at this point. I mean... I, I never would have. I, I think a lot of things about Lindsey Graham, but I never thought that he would just, you know, bald face lie like that. But yeah. he has. Yep. Yeah. Yes, Brandon. Oh, look. So I'm just going to tell you about Georgia here really quick because the um, uh, Secretary of State just spoke and said that they have about 200,000 more votes still to count in Georgia. And the uh, Trump lead has narrowed down to 100,000 total votes. So if. Biden were to get a majority of those votes that are still left to be counted in Georgia, he could take the state of Georgia. Right, with a with a you know a bare mi- minority, he would he would win by a whisker, and he'd mm-hmm. take 16, 16 electoral votes, and that would pretty much uh, set up the the Midwest for him. Look, I'm not counting any chickens until all oh, the eggs are no. hatched. I mean, some people might be. I'm definitely not doing that. But uh, I thought. One of the presidential candidates gave some very good advice. Like I, I would say that everybody on you know whether you are a, a red dog Democrat or just a, a, a MAGA disciple, you would agree with what Vice President Biden had to say last night. Yeah, let's count the votes that were cast. This yeah. is a this is a democracy. That's that's what you do unless you disagree that we should live in a democracy. I mean, if you want to live in a country that's ruled by edict you yeah. know by fiat by the by the person in charge by all means but patience 
And we got a little uh, tune to take you out today about patience. Thank you, Chris Babcock. Appreciate it.